think I think we're ready, aren't we? I believe so. Okay. Transcending history and the world, a tale of souls and swords, eternally retold. Welcome back to the stage of history. Yeah, I've been waiting for this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Adam and Joe After Hours podcast. I'm your host, Adam. Now I'm your host, Joe, and we're coming to you. After Hours. So, uh, returning listeners, I'd like to thank you for coming back to listen to just uh, two guys talking about whatever the hell comes to mind in, you know, the next hour, maybe two. Um, and I hope you guys had a phenomenal week. How was your week, Joe? Oh, actually pretty busy, man. Uh, started college back up and just been up, just been doing homework basically the entire week. You know how it is. How about you, Adam? What you been up to? Man, I've been getting into my fight stick mods, you know. Um, Like I said last time, I'm very passionate about fighting games. And one part that comes with that is the controllers you use. Some Mm -hmm. people use pads. Some people use fucking racing wheels and Guitar Hero controllers. I shit you not. Really? Yep. I guitar on the other hero. Hand, okay. Yes, Guitar Hero. That is 1,000% real. I promise you. <laughs> I know uh, Gerald so from cool. Corey Gaming made a video about, you know, uh, the controllers that you use. And I'm, I believe he mentioned uh, the Guitar Hero thing there. I know there's a player called Initial T who uses a racing wheel to play fighting games. A racing um, wheel? How does that even work? Imagine hey man, rolling up to I'm a not gonna. And you see a fucking steering wheel. <laughs> hey man, I'm not gonna pretend like I understand. I think it was he was playing like a Guilty Gear or Blade, some Arxis fighting game. He was using a racing wheel. Um, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I understand how the logistics of that work, given the fact that I'm a stick and pad player. But I know there's right, also right. A, a professional player named Broly Legs who's disabled, if you didn't know, and he doesn't mm-hmm. play the game with his hands. Um, I believe right, he uses right. like his mouth. I think. But that guy is a better Street Fighter player than me. So, you know what? I'm not going to fucking <laughs> knock him. That dude is a legend. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, I first heard about that guy because uh, Low Tier God was roasting him. And I was like, Yo, who is this guy? Brolix? Oh, Low Tier God got beaten by a guy that came to use his hands. Damn, Low Tier God's a scrub. Then again, Low Tier God has always been a scrub. That dude sucks. But I digress. Damn, all right. All Damn, right. Fuck Low Tier God. Slander? Anyway. <laughs> no, that's not Slander. Uh, very few people like Lothar God. He's basically a, what we call, uh, a lol cow. He mm-hmm. is someone who we just consistently milk for laughter because he, he, uh, you know, takes himself too seriously. He doesn't realize that he's, you know, the butt of all of the jokes. But oh, anyways, damn. um, I've been getting into modding my fight stick. Now, right now, um, I'm using a Hori Real Arcade Pro, uh, uh, Noir Layout Edition. Now, with fight sticks... There are a couple different, like, layouts you can use. Most of the arcade cabinets that you and I probably used when we were kids were six buttons straight across layout. You got your three punches, your three kicks, and you got the big fat bat top on the stick, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. uh, Obviously, uh, like, at least two of those buttons didn't work uh, (laughs) at most arcades, you know? Uh, That's how you cheat. That's how you cheat. You you, you, you pick the side that has all the working buttons, and you give your opponent the side that doesn't, and then you act like you're better (laughs) than them. Uh... But this thing, Hori, uh, for some weird reason, makes their own brand of uh, buttons and levers uh, that just look like, you know, your regular Sanbas and Samitsus. And they're infinitely uh, cheaper and more loose feeling. Um, 
I believe I demonstrated this on my Instagram, but this is like what I have in my hand right now is a regular Hori Hayabusa button, and it sounds like this when you press it. Yeah, can you play the play it for me again? Damn, all right. That that sounds crispy. That sounds crispy. It sounds great. But what I've done so far, I have yet to install my new artwork and my new lever, but I have gotten my new buttons installed. This is what a Sanwa button sounds like. Infinitely quieter. You know? Yeah, I, I, it didn't even pick up on Discord. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, it, <laughs> and it, it, it's, uh, it feels a lot uh, more firm in your hands. So I've modded those buttons out. Right now I'm working on getting my actual lever modified. I've replaced the ball top that most Japanese arcades use with a bat mm -hmm. top, more common in American and Korean arcades. I'm currently working on swapping out the actual lever itself to be a Sanwa lever. Hori, uh, again, has their own Hayabusa brand levers, and they don't really feel as tight as a Sanwa or a Samitsu. Um, I'm swapping the artwork out from the Soul Calibur 6 art, which I really do like because I'm a fan of Soul Calibur. I'm swapping it out for some custom artwork that I made, and I plan on making more custom artwork. Uh, in fact, I've already made some more uh artwork of like yukiko amagi from persona 4 that's exactly what i was gonna ask yeah yep. I, saw, I saw you posted it on your on your story that i was gonna ask you like oh, did you follow up on that or i've made way more like i'm on photoshop basically every night just working on like whether it's just shit posting or like actual factual stuff <laughs> so uh, yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just workshopping my skills but other than that i mean like fight stick modding has been uh, my new thing this whole past week i've been playing a lot of uh, games on this thing i've been getting used to it i've been a controller player since 2011. it's 10 whole mm -hmm. years oh damn oh so i, I imagine that transition's kind of hard then right yes um so i play fighting games like an idiot uh this like being, an idiot. okay most people who play on controllers use exclusively the the four directional pad for their for their motion right. inputs me being a mongoloid, I use the controller for directional movement and the electric one, Godfist and Tekken. I use the actual like thumbstick to do my uh, quarter circles and my DPs and my SNK inputs. Really? Yeah, I play them really weird. I don't know most people. I don't. I don't know that many people who play like that. Uh, and me teaching people fighting games has been kind of odd because that's how I teach them because that's how I learned. That's how you know. you know, right? Yeah, that's how I learned. And I didn't learn from somebody. I taught myself. Mm -hmm. So that is, that's how it is. But playing on stick is a whole different feeling. There's, you know, you actually have to sit the stick on your, you know, you're on your legs while you're doing it. You know, all the buttons are in different places and they're all like laid out a certain way. My current stick is the noir layout um, where each of the buttons, if you like lay your hand on the on your table flat, you'll see that the tips of your fingers are at different heights. The Noir layout has the buttons positioned at like the heights of those fingers, whereas the standard Vulix layout has, you know, a button under your index, a button under your middle finger, and then the next button for your ring finger is at the same height as the uh, as the uh, button under your middle finger. So it feels kind of weird, but that's how most um, Japanese arcade cabinets have their uh, buttons laid out. So Okay, I got you. Yeah. So for someone for someone like me, right, that isn't really like uh like a, a big fan of fighting games like you are is there an objective best layout for these um no not really it's just whatever you feel comfortable with like i mentioned oh, before yeah. people play these games with all types of fucking controllers so whatever you think feels <laughs> right. best 
is the best for you. That's as much as I can say. Whether I've decided, like, I don't know whether I prefer pad or stick more, because personally, I switch between the control types for different fighting games. Like, I'll play mm-hmm. uh, Street Fighter and Tekken on my controller. I'll play King of Fighters on my stick. Like, it's really, I, I switch up a lot. I'm just a weirdo like that. But weird. some people prefer to just play pad. Some people prefer to just play stick. Some people prefer to just play on their phone. So On their phone? Yeah, there are certain fighting games you can play on your phone. I will never understand mm. it, but some people do. I mean, I, I, I can't uh, can't knock them because I don't use that that control method. So I had no idea that was even a thing, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you could play <laughs> fucking King of Fighters 98 on your phone, and that's one of the best fighting games ever made. Uh, mm. Speaking of King of Fighters, I, I wanted to mention this last week, but I couldn't really find a place to fit it in. Mm. This is something that's very, very important to me uh, that I don't see a lot of people in the FGC aside from like Wooly talking about. Um, Joe, do you remember the incident involving Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist, uh, being murdered inside of the Saudi consulate? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm a very big fan of SNK fighting games. These guys make like King of Fighters. They make Samurai Showdown. Um, I've heard of it, right? Yes. I'm a very, very big fan. I mean, fuck, I own a statue of Terry fucking Bogard. Yes, sir. The coolest guy on the planet. (laughs) Um, And SNK, I think it was earlier uh, this year in 2020, um, a majority stake in their company was purchased by one Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Have you ever heard of him? I have not, actually. Oh, well, lucky you, I guess. Um, he's a real major piece of shit. <laughs> is that, a, um, is that a, a good or bad thing? It's very I bad. Tell. I fucking hate Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, Jamal Khashoggi was murdered, I believe, partially on his orders. Mm. He's also okay. a tycoon. Um, I'm going to admit I don't know very much about his personal life because why the fuck would I want to learn about a huge uh, shithead like that? About a- but, asshole like that right yeah and so seeing news about um samurai shot on season three and king of fighters 15 has kind of been a bittersweet experience because I, for one i'm very excited because i'm a fan of king of fighters i love the characters i mean fuck like i already mentioned i'm getting art uh art of my shiranui from king of fighters on my fucking arcade stick or should i say fatal fury but i digress um but it's still really weird knowing in the back of my mind that these games are partially being funded by a huge shithead. By him, right. Uh, Mohammed bin suck my dick and balls. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I genuinely wish that this dude stayed the fuck away from my fighting games. But even though um, I do know and understand that King of Fighters has a very large international community, I know professional Tekken player Arslan Ash is a very big fan of it. But at the same time, I have to take all of this SNK news with a grain of salt. Because these games are funded by, yeah, yeah, they're funded by Mohammed bin Salman, and that guy's a huge dick face. So that that's my piece, that's my spiel. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know you're politically active, I, I, I mean, I'm fucking politically active, but I think this is an issue that needs to be said more in the FGC, and I don't think enough people are talking about it. So is there something that uh, that you that you could see changing about this or i genuinely do not know unless someone else comes and deposits a shitload of money into snk's accounts and buys a majority stake this dude's uh i believe he owns 33 percent of the company um oh, damn. Okay. it doesn't sound like a lot but just one guy that dude's the majority shareholder 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I just hope to God, perspective. as much as I hate capitalism, I really hope uh, Mr. Moneybag shows up and uh, outbids that guy and just buys more than 33% of the company. 34%. Fuck, I don't care. As long as it's not that guy who's a majority shareholder. Hang on, but that's, that's, that's really random. Why is he really, like, is he, like, a fan of the games? Or... I believe so. Is he, or is he just like, you know what? I have a shit ton of money. I'm just gonna go buy some shares of this company. Like, fuck I mean, it. shit. Why if I had not? a shitload of money, I'd invest. I, I'd buy shares in all of my favorite game development companies. But the difference is, I don't give the order to murder fucking journalists and cover it up. That's the difference right. between me and Mohammed bin suck my dick and balls. <laughs> fuck that guy. I, I give him. I give him. I give him one real correct use of his name. The rest of it, he can fuck off. Right. Suck your dick and balls. Yep. So, like, it, it's it's just really awkward. And I, I know that a lot of people know about it, but I don't see a lot of people talking about it. And it, it really bugs me. So I, mm-hmm. I figured I'd bring it up here on my platform that that guy can suck a dick. And I really hope that someone comes along and out uh, and basically buys more of SNK than this guy owns. Than what he has. Right. Yes. Right. Because at the end That's... of the day, what I want more than anything else is good ass fighting games. But I also understand that there is no such thing as ethical consumption or capitalism. So mm. it's you it's tell a, them, you fucking tell them. Yeah, it requires a little bit of cognitive dissonance, but that doesn't mean that you know my memories are going to go anytime soon. Right. I mean, with such so, so, such a man like that associated with your favorite fighting game, there's just no getting around that. Absolutely none. <laughs> I would not call King of Fighters my favorite. But it's like I, I'm oh, a very it's big. It's it's not. Like, I think my favorite is always going to be because I feel uh, like I feel like any time that you uh, talk about it, you talk about it in such a high regard. I feel like you are. Like, I, anytime that I see you like talk about it like on your story or when you talk talking to me about it like right now, yeah. I feel like you talk about it in such a high regard. Like oh yeah, it's my favorite game. But you know, no, no, no. The thing is though, King of Fighters, uh, for as as many missteps as that series has taken, they have produced some genuine bangers i mean snk uh i will admit that their earlier games you know your fatal furies and your art of fightings weren't exactly good incredibly stiff with hard to execute moves but all of that like kind of changed with kof 98 because that game Mm -hmm. is uh many have called it the uh, super street fighter 2 turbo of king of fighters the one that really really sold everyone on the game like KOF 94, the very first King of Fighters, was kind of like the original Street Fighter 2. It's kind of like the World Warrior. But uh, KOF 98 was like Super Turbo. And my favorite King of Fighters game of all time, 2002, is like the Third Strike. It's it's mm, incredibly okay. refined. Like, they these guys, SNK, they have been pushing the boundaries in fighting games for years. Like, Fatal Fury 1 came out in 1991, okay? Mm-hmm. Now... The guy who is was the main creative director behind Fatal Fury on Fatal Fury One, I should say, was also the one of the main directors behind the very first Street Fighter. Okay, okay so, so yeah, how, he has that. that is how far back this pedigree goes to the very first Street Fighter. You know what else came out in 1991, Joe? What else came out? Street Fighter Two: The World Warrior, the very first version of Street Fighter Two, and it set the world on fire. All right, SNK has been around since the beginning. And these guys have been, you know, implementing all kinds of shit in their fighting games. These guys are known for their insane combo lengths and fucking micro walking and shit. You know, these guys have been known for setting the bar for fighting games storytelling, 
like since the beginning these guys have been prioritizing oh, the narrative i know a lot of people talk about fighting game stories like they're like they're you know the plot of a porno you know that they're kind of just expected to <laughs> just, just be there of... in the background they don't really do anything yeah you know yeah but the like as poorly translated as those early smk games were uh, they still had a large focus on storytelling. These guys imp- had cutscenes in our fu- in fucking arcade games. Like these guys, SNK, uh, were putting full motion cutscenes on the PS One that looked like they were from the PS Two. Like Metal Gear Solid has cutscenes like that, you know, where they're like the where the you know models are moving around and shit. But these guys, SNK, mm-hmm. were up in 1999 making PS Two level cutscenes, you know, on a fucking spinoff game. And it was on that big of a scale, then, huh? On the yeah, and on the PS One of all systems, a system not known for its uh, cutscene capabilities. So, <laughs> like these guys have been producing incredible quality sprites. Uh, if you, if you ever have time, you should you should look up this one game on YouTube. It's called Garo Mark of the Wolves. It how do you spell that? G A R O U, Mark right. of the Wolves. Got it, it is one of the most beautiful games you will ever look at this from 1999 it is it has got some of the most fluid and detailed sprite animation even more fluid and detailed than like art of fighting 3 and that game had rotoscoped animations on its sprites what does that mean like you've never have you ever heard of you've never heard of the term rotoscoping like in animation have you oh okay okay got you yeah okay yeah, for for the listeners at home who haven't who don't know what rotoscoping is, it's like uh, using a shot from a regular camera and then animating over it. So the animations mm-hmm. are incredibly fluid and lifelike, and in smooth, sense. right? And, and these guys are doing it for a fighting game. Now, admittedly, Art of Fighting Three kind of sucks, but these guys were producing better quality animation and sprites even after that. So you know, these guys have always been trendsetters. King of mm-hmm. Fighters Thirteen came out in like 2010, and it's got some of the most beautiful sprite work on the planet. You know, I'm looking at some screenshots right now, and damn, of I, I gotta say, yeah, I gotta say, I got. Yeah. It said 99, 99, 1999. Garo Mark of the Wolves first God. arcades in Japan. They certainly existed. Those blinded <laughs> ambition. It's good stuff, man. I love it. Some of the best character designs, like fucking uh, Kim Kapwan. That dude's pants are beautiful. Especially in like KOF 2002 and M13. They're so buttery smooth and real. And they're fucking sprites. They're not even 3D animations. And they're and, and they're beautiful to look at. More lifelike than any pants animations I've ever seen. Like fucking Rock Howard's entire fucking, fucking animation set. And color palette and all this kind of shit. I, I love it. It's not chef's kiss. And to and know all that, of this. All of this. Fighting game. Out of a fighting game. Fighting games are so fucking underrated, bro. People hate on fighting games. They're so hard to get into. You know, so much execution. You gotta press 30 buttons to do one thing. And it's like, there's so much deeper than that. I really wish the <laughs> genre was, like, more exposed to people. Because a lot of the fighting games that people know and talk about aren't really fighting games. You know? Like, I remember some guy tried to tell me that, like, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm was a fighting game. Fucking Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Okay. Those games aren't really fighters. They're like anime arena fighters, and anime arena fighters don't really have the same level of interactivity and depth that like a, another 3D fighting game like Tekken or Soul Calibur or Dead or Alive mm-hmm. or Virtual Fighter would. God, I could go on endlessly about fucking Virtual Fighter. Let me get me started. 
Oh, what a disappointment. I'm not stopping you. I'm not stopping you. Oh, man. Um, I, I guess I'll keep going, you know. So you've I mean, heard of... I mean I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here informing myself on these fighting games. <clears throat> I mean, go on. Okay. Go on. So you've heard of Tekken, right? Oh, no. Never, never played it. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. Okay. So the guy who was the director behind the first two Tekken games worked alongside Yu Suzuki on Virtual Fighter, the original few Virtual Fighter games. Now, have you ever heard of Yu Suzuki? I have not. That's the I guy like who I made should, Shenmue. But... He made oh, Shenmue. Oh, okay. So this this the Virtual Fighter has a very long uh very long uh I should say line of descendants. All right. Virtual Fighter was the first I should just like popular 3D fighting game developed by AM2 at Sega in the early 90s. This game had beautiful graphics for the time. This game was one of the first to have 3D graphics. Might, might I add, the people who created the Sony PlayStation said, literally, that because of Virtua Fighter, they chose to move the system's development to focus on 3D animation and graphics. Oh, from one title. From one fucking so title. So without Virtua Fighter, there is already no PS1 as we know it, no Tekken as we know it, and no Shenmue, as we know it. Fun fact about oh. Shenmue, that game started its development as a virtual fighter RPG. That's why Ryo Hazuki and Lan D look so much like uh, Lao Chan and Akira Yuki from Street Fighter. Uh, not Street Fighter, Virtual Fighter, I should say Virtual Fighter. Jeez, so many, so many fighting games with the name Fighter in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, virtual Fighter has three buttons. Three. Three buttons. A whole, a whole three. That is a, a game punch, a game that is deeper than Tekken, a game that is deeper than Virtua Fighter, and a game that is deeper than Soul Calibur has three buttons. Punch, kick, guard. Virtual Fighter's and guard. bread and butter is the essential rock, paper, scissors of fighting games. Strikes <laughs> beat throws, throws beat blocks, but blocks beat strikes. That's rock, paper, scissors. That's the rock, paper, scissors of, of fighting games. Virtua Fighter prides itself on having the greatest integration of that rock, paper, scissors system. Mm -hmm. It like virtual fighter two, I shall say is one of the better games. And then there there's virtual fighter five final showdown, which is the most recent game. You want to guess when that game came out? I'm assuming that since these games never get, uh, well, when they do get sequels, they're far and few in between. Uh, 2009, 2012. You're not that far off. That was oh, when the last oh, Virtual oh. Fighter game was released. Now, I myself and everyone else in the FGC has been waiting with bated breath for more news on what the hell Virtual Fighter Cross Esports is. That's the latest reveal we've had related to Virtual Fighter, and that came like a good eight years after the last game. The I I I I know it might be kind of shitty to say, but I think like the main reason why Virtual Fighter has stuck around for so long is because Toshihiro Nagoshi keeps putting them in like every Yakuza game. <laughs> I I mean, I hate to say it, but I think that's kind of true. I know a lot of people love Virtual Fighter, but like they don't release that they don't release Virtual Fighter 5 ever. It's backwards compatible on the Xbox consoles and it's on PS now. But mm. if you don't have a copy of VF5 and if you don't have PS now, where else are you going to find Virtual Fighter? You're going to find it in Yakuza. In Yakuza, right. So 
And it's an incredibly stripped-down, bare-bones version of that game, too. The original version of Virtual Fighter Five that came out on, uh, I mean, uh, no, not the original version, uh, Final Showdown on your 360, on your PS3, it's got your training mode, it's got your customization mode, it's got all your offline modes, but the one that's featured mm. in Yakuza only has the two-player versus and the arcade mode. That's it. Mm, okay. It's incredibly I mean, bare-bones, incredibly stripped-down. At least it's something. It's there. I That's as much. I, yeah. I mean, I get as I get a big fucking kick out of booting up uh, the Yakuza and playing Virtual Fighter. I love Virtual Fighter so much. I love characters like Jackie Bryant, fucking Akira, Sarah, Pi, Shun D, Jeffrey, Haw- uh, Jeffrey McWild, fucking Wolf Hawkfield. I love all these guys. Incredibly, I incredibly. Um, they're not the most the deepest character designs, but they've got a lot of character. Like Virtual Fighter. Mm has some of the shittiest voice acting in any fighting game and it's been like that since the start and that's one of the reasons why i love it <laughs> i like i'm so serious like when they when uh koi tecmo put akira sarah jackie and pi into dead or alive 5 uh they didn't record any new voice lines they just took them from virtual fighter uh, 5. straight up and just so, ripped them and put them in there so when you're playing uh, uh dead or alive and you hear all the characters and they speak fine and then you play a virtual fighter character, and they kind of speak like this. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Junin, hi, I'm You're like, what the fuck? But you gotta realize that this is that Virtual Fighter Five initially came out in 2005, dude. That's when like the Damn. first version, or 2006, I should say. That's when the first version of Virtual Fighter Five came out, and then it got updated and and fully finished off in 2012 with Virtual Fighter Five Final Showdown. Holy shit, that's... The fact that they kept it going for a single title, a single fighting game title for that long is impressive. Yeah, it's nuts. And they haven't released another one since. And it breaks my there, fucking heart. because Is there I a reason? I don't know! Like... <laughs> oh, but you but you can fucking dress up uh, Joker and the gang in P5D as the Virtual Fighter characters. Woo-wee! <laughs> ah, but you can dress up your Mies like Akira and Jackie. Ooh-wee. Wait, so like, you mentioned that you were disappointed. What? What is there to be disappointed about? Just the fact that you haven't gotten a new uh, new entry? We yet? haven't gotten one, and they teased something. At uh, last year's uh, Tokyo Game Show, 2020 Tokyo Game Show, Sega mm. revealed something called the Virtual Fighter Cross Esports. They had this big montage of a bunch of pro Virtual Fighter players and at the end, they showed, like, Akira Yuki watching some big screen that was, like, a Virtual Fighter 5 trailer. And he, like, looked back, and it said, Virtual Fighter Cross Esports. And they said nothing about it afterwards and have said nothing since. And that okay. disappoints the they shit just... out of me because that's the first thing related to Virtual Fighter, like, in terms of, like, a new game that's been teased or announced in, like, what at the point, it was, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... And it's At like, I want some fucking news dropped on it. They just dropped it and said, all right, there you go. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck is that? Are we going to get a re-release of Virtual Fighter 5? Is is Virtual Fighter 6 going to come out and have a big focus, a big push for esports like Street Fighter 5 did? I want to know what the hell's going on. And Sega just hasn't said anything. It's been several months. Hey, Sega, if you're listening, drop a trailer. Show me what Jackie looks like. Don't change the voice acting. Make it bad, okay? I want to see it. I want to play some new Virtual Fighter. I want to play that shit online on my PS4, my PS5, on my PC. I want to play it on everything. Please, Just I'm begging you. I'm down bad right now. <laughs> He's down bad. I'm down, down atrocious. 
down off a fucking for a fucking virtual fighter entry. I love virtual anything fighter. about virtual fighter. It's great. Fuck. That that's my tire. That's my tirade. That's my that's my spiel about SNK about virtual fighter. I can go I can go endlessly about fighting games. So mm. you know it's actually I actually appreciate you uh because I, I'm a, I, like I said before, I'm not like a huge fan or anything uh, for these fighting games, but it's really good. It's really cool to see the perspective of someone who is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a fucking prof- like a like a real professional. I mean, I've competed in some tournaments before. Uh, I've seen some victory. I'm pretty. I'm pretty decent at like Street Fighter. I'm mm-hmm. Average at Tekken. I'm pretty good at Virtual Fighter. You know, but like, I just more than anything else, I love these games. Right, and that's what matters. I love the community. I love playing these games. I love modding my fucking arcade stick. That's a passion. I love interacting with, you know, uh, oh my God. I I just love this shit so much. And just to see Mm -hmm. so much of it just go down the shitter kind of sucks. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in fighting games, you know. Were it not for the rampant greed of companies, you know, which is not surprising considering the fact that they're, you know, companies. uh, (laughs) It's the community that makes fighting century. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's the community <laughs> that makes these games what they are. So, for sure, for sure, it's always about. I'm always about the social aspect. Always. Yeah, there's there's no good game without an even greater community. For as facts and that's facts. Joe, so what? Uh, what did you exp- tell me? <laughs> what did you tell me that you were bilingual? You spoke English and facts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what uh, what what experience do you have in communities like this? Like, are you part of any like major uh, game communities? I could probably guess any... one. Uh, and uh, I would tell you that you're probably right. I mean, I mean you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. I there's there's a lot of discussion going on at the moment uh, in that one particular uh, community. Uh, it's a destiny community for those who could not guess. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of speculation, uh, to, oh, uh, is the lead, is the lead creative designer leaving the company? Oh, what are they doing with him? Blah, 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 blah. And there's, yeah, I mean, I'm, (laughs) I, I, I say this and I, I don't mean anything. I don't mean him. I don't mean him any bad by it. Right. Uh-huh. But I really, I really hope that's the case, right? And oh, I know geez. it's not ever. I know it's not ever good to wish bad on like one person, right? Mm. But, but why? Um, why do you uh, wish bad on this guy? Well, what did he do? Uh, fuck up my favorite hobby, probably, um, like severely. Uh, so this guy's name is Luke Smith. He's the creative director for Destiny Two. He's lead creative director, I should specify. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since Shadowkeep, I believe, maybe maybe a little bit before Shadowkeep, uh, like last year's expansion, uh, he's been he has taken that role up, and he he switches in between him and a few other developers, like who, who takes um, the lead role. Mm-hmm. And the uh, past year or so has been has been, he has been the lead, and in this past year, Destiny has gone. Down the shitter. Down the fucking shitter. Okay, don't get me wrong. It's made a lot of advancements. But the whole... Everyone has heard this. Destiny always takes 
two steps forward and a one step back. Mm-hmm. So because for every single thing that they do that is good, that the community likes, that is just a good step and a good general direction for the game, the devs are like, yeah, and then they fuck it up. And then they, oh, and they find a way to fuck it up. Like, okay, for example, for example, a uh, controversial topic that's, uh, in the community right now is sunsetting. And for those who don't know, sunsetting is basically taking your favorite weapons and just throwing them down the toilet. Fuck your favorite weapons. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay, it's, 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 Basically, what sunsetting is, is that if a weapon comes out within a particular span of time, it has a few has a few seasons to live. Usually, it's around a year. I mean, that's what we've seen so far, unless they decide to change it. The weapon that, uh, like the weapons that came out this season and with Beyond Light, have are, are good until next season. Or not, not, not next season, until next expansion. Mm-hmm. When next expansion comes around, um, you're still going to be able to use them in all of your activities. But the problem is that you're not going to be able to infuse them to current uh, power levels. So it's going to be pretty much useless in anything that isn't just regular, like, casual um, PvP. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. Because the way that they approached Sunsetting in Destiny 2 is that everything before... Or everything before... Shadowkeep and everything that was in Shadowkeep was Sunset. So you couldn't infuse almost three years worth of weapons. You lost three years worth of weapons in an instant, right? And that's that's Fuck. really yeah, it's really shitty, man. It's really fucking shitty because the whole conversation about Sunset started in maybe February of the year before. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time they were just saying, Oh, it's it's a concept. We're not we're not sure how to how to approach it yet. We don't know if we're going to do it at all. And they ended up doing it. And this causes an even bigger problem for for Destiny. Um so let's see. Uh, Adam, I know that you're not uh like a huge fan of Destiny. I know yeah. that you said that you don't like it. But... I've had my issues with Destiny and with Bungie, certainly. Mm-hmm. Might I ask you what is your what is your favorite class when you played? Uh, I used to play Warlock. Uh, I believe I used Stormcaller mm. subclass back before uh, they added the fourth one, the fourth subclass. Mm. Okay, okay. I loved acting like a fucking wizard, bro. Shooting fucking lightning from my hands and shit. That shit was awesome. No, no. What if I told you? Let's <laughs> say so you wanted to come back to Destiny in like two years. I, I don't really know how. How this plan is gonna play out, but let's say you want to go play Destiny in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you log in. It's like, oh, okay, this is this was pretty cool. This is pretty cool. You go to your Warlock subclass abilities, and you see that the Stormcaller isn't there. It's it's gone. It's what? replaced by it's replaced by another one. Talk yeah. about man. So in a <laughs> in a in a article uh, with Polygon. Uh, and I'm sorry, in an interview with Polygon, Luke Smith went on record and said that they're going to be, that no, not that they're going to be, but they're thinking about sunsetting subclasses. Hey, Bungie, y'all can go think about something else, okay? 
Y'all can go think about some other shit. That sounds fucking stupid. I'm not even kidding when I say that. They're thinking about sunsetting subclasses. And by sunsetting, I don't mean actually sunsetting. Because with the whole sunset thing, right? That that sunsetting implies that at one point in time, it's going to come back to the game or it's going to be rehashed, or it's going to come back with, like, new new perks or new rules or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, in the, in the interview, this man straight up said that they're going to have to delete subclasses for the game. What? If they want to adapt the stasis subclass abilities, which, uh, for those who don't know, I mean, Adam, you've probably seen how when you go to your Warlock, uh, to your subclass abilities, it has... The top node, the middle node, and the bottom right node. Yes. Uh, didn't they Didn't they add a fourth uh, thing? Because I remember yeah. that was like right when I... Because like, I briefly picked up Destiny 2 right after that came out, and then I just dropped it again. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. No, yeah. For, with, uh, with Forsaken, they added they added some new super... So yeah, they have they have the one on the very left, which is like the basic like your, your basic tree, and then the, you have the, the three um, super trees. Basically, mm-hmm. with stasis you are able to pick and choose which abilities you want to use. So, for example, if you want a, if you want your stasis to freeze for longer, you can use that. If you want your stasis uh, explosions, like the crystals, to do more damage after they explode, uh, you can choose that. If you want to, uh, for example, uh, on the Titan, there's, uh, I, I don't remember what, I think I think it's called a fragment. I, I, it's been so long since I've actually played. Mm-hmm. Um that allows you to slide further and break um, stasis crystals, which is pretty cool. And you're able to pick and choose whatever you want, like however you want to play the game, which I really like that. It's like I said earlier, two steps forward, one step back. That's a really good idea. Yeah. That's so fucking cool that you're able to go and manually pick out how you, how you want to play the game. Only yeah. problem is that we saw this in Destiny 1. Mm, and I think I remember that. Yep, yep. You you were able to do this in Destiny One to a greater degree, I might add. Yeah, you're able to do. You're able to go into much more detail, into much more. Uh, like if you if you want to play a certain way, you were literally able to pick every single perk that you wanted to. Now again, I'm not knocking Stasis for being basically Destiny One subclasses, but this should have been there since the very beginning of the game. The whole point of this, right, is imagine you log in one day and you see that your favorite warlock class is gone and it's replaced with Kamehameha, right? It's literally one of the supers now. It's a Kamehameha, Mm. which it sounds cool, but you're not able to go play as Palpatine, you know? I mean, fuck, I love Dragon Ball Z, but, like, also, where's my fucking lightning powers? Give me that shit. I played Infamous 2 to death. Give me my lightning powers, motherfucker. (laughs) Yes, sir. Oh, my God. We Oh, Infamous. We need another Infamous title. But anyways. We'll we'll get to that after Destiny's done. We'll go back to Infamous. Trust me. I've got a lot to say about that. I know. I bet you do, too, seeing as you are as big of a fan of PlayStation games as I am. So let's let's keep going about Destiny 2. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, uh, uh, what was it? What was we talking about? Was you were talking about yeah, how one of the like, new supers is a Kamehameha, but that this is coming at the cost of your favorite subclass. Yeah, so the whole the whole discussion is that, uh, is that Luke Smith, right, like, the, the lead developer, wants to delete 
uh, supers that aren't quote unquote IP defining. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. IP defining, motherfucker. When I press down on on my on my fucking button on both my buttons, and I get to fucking annihilate all the damn ads in my area with a big ass blast of chain lightning coming from my fists while I levitate in the air, that is an experience that I don't really get anywhere else. IP defining. How about you IP suck my dick, dude? That (laughs) shit is cool. All right. And like when I pull out a fucking flame sword. And I'm hacking and slashing with my sword made of fire like I'm fucking a Kemi Nakajima or something. All right. <laughs> you want to tell me that's not IP defining? Fuck off. Straight <laughs> Fuck that right is, off. <laughs> that is straight up the words that he used. He said that uh, that they want to delete the supers that aren't IP defining. So this whole meme has been it's been a, it's been a meme for a little bit, but it's it's going stronger now. It's oh my god. Uh the whole motto of Destiny is play the way that you want to play with a little asterisk on the side that says unless we don't want you to play that way. And yeah, right? You. Yeah, and play the way Jesus. that Bungie wants you to play. But no, really, they want you to play the way that you want to play. Uh, guys, to, we're going to bring back the Destiny 1 raids. We're going to bring back Vault of Glass. Uh, not, not Vault of Glass, uh, because Vault of Glass is not IP-defining. Oh, my God. Imagine. It's like imagine the, it's, uh, even though it's like the best thing to come out of the Destiny franchise, uh, it's mm. not IP-defining. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, the, the one positive of Sunsetting, right? The one positive is that at the very least, at the very least, they're not sunsetting any exotics. And but even that is in the air. They said that if enough time passes and they decide that they want to sunset exotics, they're gonna sunset exotics. So yep, Destiny is my favorite game, but it sucks that it is being treated like shit at the moment. Um, I mean, something that I'm looking forward to, at least for the next, there's a lot of things to look forward to for this next year. The very, the next year looks pretty promising, but then again, that's every single year. Uh, this year we're going to get cross-play. We don't know the full details of that yet, which I don't know why Destiny hasn't had that from the very fucking beginning. Yeah. It's considering it's such a social game right? that you kind of need cross-play, but I don't know. I, we're, we're getting it. What? That's cool. Whatever. Um, we're getting the Vault of Glass raid back. It's funny that it's funny that you said that earlier because yeah, I, I knew they were bringing it back. That's why I brought it. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's yeah, the only be... reason that I redownloaded Destiny Two back when Forsaken came out is because I heard rumors that fucking Vault of Glass is coming back, and I was like, oh shit, I want to get myself up to up to speed so that I can be ready for when Vault of Glass drops because that was the best part of Destiny One. All right, mm-hmm. that was my favorite part of that whole game. That's my favorite part of the fucking franchise was doing the was the night that I did that raid. Yes, right. sir. Shit was great. Fucking still... freshman year defining. Great. All right. <laughs> freshman year. Bring, bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah. Back when I was in my freshman year high school, I, I was I was playing Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. And and that shit was good. That was, that was good stuff. But yeah, uh, I, was, I was in sixth grade when that game came out. And now I already graduated. Holy shit. Jesus fucking Whoa. Christ. We were mm-hmm. so young. We're young bucks. <laughs> we're Straight bright-eyed on. and bushy-tailed with a spring in our step. Well, like that's the only reason I redownloaded it, and I and I dropped it again because Destiny seems like a full time fucking job. Like even with oh. D one, I just let my friends carry me to get me up to the proper light level, and then we all did uh, Vault of Glass and had a good ass time. D two mm-hmm. is a full full fucking time job. 
And, si. and playing fighting games every day is already enough of a full-time job. <laughs> Keeping that muscle memory in there That's so I know line. how to do a fucking power dunk, Buster Wolf, all right, motherfucker? That shit is already a full-time job. I don't need a second one. I already got a real job, and I've already got my fighting game. And you got your fighting game. That's a full-ass grind right there. That's a, that's Man, a good 14-year-old. Uh, what if I told you that the first year of Destiny 2 was actually the least, the absolute least year that uh, you had a laundry list of chores? I mean, was... I picked up D2 in like, like it came out like 2017. I picked it up in like early 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I then I, yeah. I, I played it like on and off with my uncle because my uncle's a big Destiny fan. I know I've played with you a few times. And then like yes, as time went on, it just you, there just kept being more shit that you had to do. It seemed like every day, if I wasn't logging on to Destiny Two and putting in my requisite grinding, I wasn't going to be able to enjoy it. And one thing I Death. really do yeah. not like in any video game ever is grinding. I make an exception um, for certain JRPGs. I make an I exception. Was exa- <laughs> I make an exactly exception. I, I make an exception <laughs> because if you make the game fun enough, I will enjoy grinding. That's fair. That's completely if fair. If you like, per, like, again, Persona. What does Persona do to make grinding fun? Bops, absolute yeah. smackaroonies of music. Bangers. Like I tolerated Persona Five grinding because I had Last Surprise to listen to. All right, that's fair. I tolerated grinding in Yakuza Like a Dragon. Why? Because I love the characters in that game. Not because I enjoy mm-hmm. grinding, because there comes a point in Yakuza Like a Dragon where if you aren't earning five levels per chapter, you will not have fun. So, You're not catching up. Yep. So I just, like, and, and what made the grinding tolerable was the fucking characters. All right? I do not ever, under 99.9% of circumstances, enjoy grinding. And Destiny uh, 2, at least... Two specifically was one of those games where if you were not grinding, you are not going to be able to enjoy the new content. You know, it's funny that you bring up grinding because um, this next season, uh, or at least for in the, in the like the, la- the latest uh, blog post this week at Bungie, uh, for next season they're going to be introducing gilded titles, and basically what gilded titles are, it, 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 I, I don't know if you've uh, seen or really cared at all but now in destiny there are these things called titles and there are they're little words that appear under your name mm-hmm. so for example there's savior and there's flawless and there's unbroken and it's basically it basically each title is tied to a certain activity that you got to play got to mm-hmm. do all the challenges you know blah, blah 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 it's really not that important um gilded titles are here and essentially what gilded titles are is once you finish once you oh crap! Once you finish um, one of the seasonal um, titles, for example, there's a Crucible one, there's Gambit, there's uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls, and there's also another one that I can't remember, but that mm-hmm. one's probably irrelevant anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, once you finish those seasonal titles, you get um, gilded titles, and basically, it, cha- it ba- all it does is it changes the color from purple. To like an orange yellow color, mm-hmm. and it is the most pointless grind that I've th- I think I've ever seen them pull, because at the end of each season, that little yellow orange text goes away, and you have to earn it again next season. So, it's it it shows off. Oh, I have a big dick for like a month, and then you have to go do all of that grind all over again. 
just to have the same the same orange title under your name it's really stupid i feel like they could go around this i mean okay this is just like me you know just shooting shit i feel like yeah in order to go around this and to make it actually i don't know um maybe respect your time i don't <laughs> destiny respecting anyone's time. i know i know this is a long shot but yeah, right. just destiny could respect people's time and hear me out hear me out maybe by showing how many times they have earned that gilded title for example they could have flawless i don't know roman numeral seven or for yeah. Dredgen 3 or whatever just to show how many times you've earned that gilded title and actually make it worth something so yeah that's that's, a fu- that's about like, as like that like a fucking badge system something yeah yeah like I mean, that could work I mean, they, open up somebody's profile oh this person has earned this badge this many times like that would fucking work but ah yeah, exactly. ah and, you I'm, you want you want a, you want an orange name an orange name Okay. Yeah, go ahead and grind we're this activity away. for like take it away, a month, two, three, ooh, and fucking then we're gonna take it away at the very end of the season. That uh, sounds. That sound, that 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 is the st- some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Straight up, <laughs> and not not to mention, not to mention. Oh, I I didn't even bring this up. I did not even bring this up. Um, um. So adept weapons are basically just weapons that are, like, I guess, better. Yeah. I, I better better is subjective, but. They have more. Um, they have better stats than your normal weapons, and you can only currently they're only available in Trials of Osiris, which Trials of Osiris is a completely different dumpster file that I do not want to talk about at the moment. <laughs> I know that if I start talking about it, I'm not going to shut the fuck up for like an hour because I fucking despise Trials of Osiris. Hey man, we're we're oh. here on the podcast. This is your this is your platform. Is your time. It's gonna be. It's not gonna. We don't want it to be half baked. Half baked, my fucking. Dick hole. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, adept weapons, yeah, they, they, they're just normal weapons with different stats, right? Yeah. Um, they're bringing them to the Grandmaster Nightfalls, which are just uh, strikes, but uh, they have different modifiers. They have champions in them. Yeah, it, has, it just makes them harder, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're bringing adept weapons to those Grandmaster Nightfalls, which is cool. That's really swag. But <laughs> oh, Bungie, well, Bungie, you never cease to amaze me. Uh, they're all going to be weapons from Destiny 1. Okay. Which isn't bad or anything. Actually, one of the weapons being uh, brought back is the Palindrome, which was a fan favorite yeah. hand cannon yeah. From, yeah. from Destiny 1. Everyone fucking loved it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but again, we are in year 7 of Destiny. We're in year 7 of Destiny and the whole Destiny franchise. It took you this long. It took you this fucking long to introduce that. <laughs> it took you this long. Not to mention, again, rehashed weapons. But hey, fucking details. You'd think that the fan favorite weapons would be on the base roster of the new game, considering they're fan fucking favorites. Mm, yeah, you, you would think. You would think that, logically speaking, weapons that everyone likes, everyone uses, uh, I guess activities that everyone likes, that no one complains about, Oh no, no, we'll leave him out. Why not, dude? Oh, 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 oh. okay. But before we move on, before okay. we move on, before we move on, um, with sunsetting, that it brought about, uh, brought about the Destiny Content Vault, which is 
I understand why it's there, right? Like, it, it's yeah. basically just to make the size of the game smaller because it was getting to, like, 105 gigs. Now it's 60, which is, I mean, it's pretty good. You don't want to be GTA 5 having a game yeah. full of shit that you that's not worth that's doing anymore. Straight up, straight up, which is a good move. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. It's a good move. Yeah. I understand why it's there. However, <laughs> however... You think that um, since they're not developing any crucible maps, at, the, or at least that that we know of, they're not adding any more crucible maps or gambit maps. You think that maybe they keep the maps that are even on the planets that are getting um, put into the Destiny console. You think they would they would keep those maps? Wait, are around? you fucking telling me they're taking away those planets, those uh, maps too? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, at, at the at the very beginning of Beyond Light. Uh, they, they vaulted four or five. I, and they're not putting times. any more in? Well, for, for the time being, no. Uh, they're, I mean, but honestly, th- those four or five planets, I, I couldn't even remember the last time that I visited them. But, <laughs> but, 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 that doesn't really affect me. But um, Crucible, which is where I spend a lot of my time, is so much more boring now because they they placed the maps that are uh, like uh, the maps that are on the planets that got put into the destiny content vault those maps also got removed so you're playing like the same five crucible maps out of the oh my god 13 out of the 13 that are there because of the shitty um what's that called like repeat map yeah uh, the the playlisting the playlisting i think is what it's called yeah exactly um because the game just doesn't have shitty repeat map protection you're playing the same four or five maps and it's really boring it's really boring not to mention the state of the crucible is also just really shit because stasis um was not placed was not play tested before it was put into destiny 2 yeah so yeah destiny 2 is in a very rough state probably the roughest that it's been even though it's not in so it's not boring at all or anything to play. It's just in a really bad spot right now. And I never thought that I would say this, but I'm kind of hoping that that Bungie just, that they just fuck up. And act and like, so the players can actually see, oh, this game's not worth my time. And Bungie actually does something about it. And not just, oh, we'll keep making mediocre content and, Expect everyone to play it. Gotta pay with your wallets, man. Gotta pay with your wallets. Gotta drop another sixty for the expansion. Come on now. <sighs> forget this. Who this was? You forget what this was. This is what your uh, what what your MMOs turned into. This is what your World of Warcrafts uh, spawned. This is the seed that 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 blew off the back of WoW. And fucking, and, you know, when everything else that just that fertilized in the ground and sport and birthed destiny and the division. <laughs> uh, what a fucking joke! It had such potential. The gunplay is fun. The map is huge. The map is fucking beautiful the dark zone but it is so painful to play the dark it is zone. so painfully boring that's zone. it that the, the whole, that those are the only two words that you need to say the dark, dark zone, zone. Joan, dark joe zone. let me let me let me let me let me tell you a story joe 
Mm-hmm. So my uncle, I love my uncle, my Theo Ruben. I love him. This guy back back in like twenty I went, the division one came out in like twenty fifteen, right? Twenty yeah, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's when I bought it. I bought it like Christmas twenty fifteen. My, my deal Something was whatever. hyping me up for the for the division. He was talking about how it was gonna be like this realistic, hard hitting game with all this cool shit, and I was believing. I believed it. I I bought the division one. All right, I mm-hmm. had that shit like a week after launch. I bought the division one, and I loved it. Like 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 I, the dark zone. That's all. There's those three words. That's all I gotta say. That's what I loved about it the most. Going into the dark zone with my friends. I wasn't a fucking troll or anything because trolls fucking ruin the dark zone. Okay, Thanks. but like, but like going in there with my buddies, having tense encounters with other teams, it was good stuff. Fucking holding down them helicopter points, getting that loot. Mm, Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Beautiful difficulty. Beautiful fucking progression. I love the division one. Great DLCs. Were they? Yeah, right, um, there was there was a uh, one DLC for the division one that was fucking amazing. That was like it basically turned the game into like a survival game and shit. It was okay. Great. Oh, okay. That's it was like actual weather pretty mechanics pretty and like and like temperature mechanics and shit. It was it was real good. The division two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I believe that these guys are in the running for the cringiest video game trailer ever released. I don't know if you <laughs> do. You remember that trailer? I don't. But I the one where it was where, where where they where they fucking staged a bunch of people acting like they're actually playing the game. Hold on. Uh, don't make him go aggro. Hold on. Just checking my build. Like, oh my god. Jesus. The one where Christ. they acted like people were playing the game. Yeah. Worst video game trailer I've ever seen. It's it's up there. Jesus. It's up there for how fucking bad it was. I played The Division 2 for like two weeks and dropped it off because there's not that much different from The Division 2 when it first came out than from The Division 1 when that first came out. And there's been like two DLCs that dropped for The Division 2. I've played neither of them because that game has done nothing to capture the to capture me to come mm-hmm. back and to play it. And that game's player base is 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 fucking right off. All right. Straight up. Like the like, game's, like the game's so dead. It's it's, it's so fucking dead. trash. And it's it's mostly because Ubisoft doesn't know how to make these kinds of games. Fucking BioWare certainly doesn't. <laughs> fucking That's not talking about that. <laughs> I'm about poking that. your ribs right now, Joe, because I saw you getting hyped for Anthem. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Damn. Imagine buying Anthem at full price on release. Imagine buying it's Anthem, fucking, period. Imagine. Even better. Even better. Oh, man. Sting's even harder you know, knowing that actually, those guys made Mass Effect. <laughs> you know, funny funny thing about that is I actually genuinely, I I remember being hyped, but I, I I don't think I really cared as much as my other friends did. And the only reason why I pre-ordered it is because I don't know. Okay, I don't know if y'all are, if y'all are listening to this podcast, but fuck all of you for making me pre-order that shitty ass game that I played for like two hours and dropped off immediately. Fuck you and fuck you, by the way. No, but yeah, yeah. Imagine, fucking imagine, fucking imagine. And yeah, Mass Effect. Wow, how? How did this happen? How did this happen? Hey, at least we're getting the Mass Effect trilogy coming out in March 2021. At least mm-hmm. that's happening. I don't think they're bringing back the multiplayer, and I know that's kind of disappointing for some people. I wasn't but, too big of a. I know. I know a few people who were. Oh, I know God, a few people who but, were. But uh, at least we're getting the main story, which is the whole per- the whole reason people play Mass Effect in the first place. Um, mm. 
Fucking hype culture, I think, is what is partially what killed Anthem. I'm so tired of these fucking games getting 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 fucking immediate praise because of their pedigree. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm guilty of this too. All right. Excuse me. Usually, I don't pre-order a game unless I unless I'm like I know for a fact I won't hate it. Mm-hmm. Like this this started for me with Uncharted Four, a game that that I only pre-ordered because I played the last three, and this is the last one. And I just I just had to play it, and I mm-hmm. I I cried when that game ended. Like I was in genuine tears. This is this is when I was like fifteen. That game was great. Fucking what else I pre-ordered? Like I know I pre-ordered uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That game was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Coming from the developers oh, of, hmm. No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, it was so so fucking good. Play, One beat of the that best. Game twice. Played played through that shit twice. Beat that game twice. One of the best video games on the PS4. Coming yes. from one of the best PlayStation developers, Sucker Punch, who made one mm-hmm. of my favorite games of all time. It's in my top five. These guys made inf- these guys made Infamous, infamous. Two. Infamous. Infamous Two. That's in my top five. I still have my disc copy of Infamous Two from 2011. You kept that shit around, really? Yes. Damn. With with a pre with a fucking multiplayer access code for Uncharted 3 multiplayer that I played to death. Bro, I was in them Infamous Streets. Infamous 2, like I said, is in my top five games ever made. Like, period. Full stop. I I can see that. I can see that. Disappointed by Second Son. Did not live up to my expectations. Still played the shit out of it because it was one, an Infamous Mm -hmm. game, and two, on my PS4. Yup. Played the shit out of First Light. Love that more than Infamous Second Son. Oh my god, First Light is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. So that's the general consensus, man. Yeah. Dude, oh my god. Playing as Fetch with the Neon, infinitely better than playing as Delson with the Neon. So tell you that fucking much. cool. So like, fucking oh my cool. god, she'd be going fast. She gotta go fast. So fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Like, playing the fucking um, the combat arena mode in that game, I do not be playing combat arena modes in most games. But, but Infamous First Light, that shit was different. That shit was so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you tell them. You tell them. <laughs> like, I've played Infamous 1 through, like, five, six times. That game has an amazing, has amazing pacing and amazing progression. I've played, fe- I've played Festival of Blood, bitch. That's exactly what I was about to ask. I was yeah? Gonna, I was going to ask, how do you feel about that? Hey, guess what? I like it. It's you cheesy. Like it? All right. I like it. It's extremely cheesy. It's re- it's really short, like what five hours? Yeah, very short. But it ha- but but the game is it's narrated so by my boy Zeke Dunbar. Yes, right? sir. Like infamous, what it lacks in, uh, like the quality of the gameplay. Even though the gameplay is really good, there are certain areas of it which feel kind of jank, like the parkour. You know. Yeah. Uh, what it lacks in areas like that, I think it makes up for in the sheer coolness of the shit that you do, mm-hmm. and the quality of the writing. Like fucking chain lightning from one guy to the ten behind him. That shit's so fucking cool. Boy, mixing and matching powers in Infamous Two is absolutely unrivaled. That was my biggest gripe with Second Son, honestly. Uh, I remember back when I was a child, I put out a fucking video review of Infamous Second Son, and that's what I talked <laughs> about, was the thing that I hated the most, was the fact that you couldn't mix and match your powers. Because Infamous 2, after you beat the game, uh, because there's... You were game, able to. You, you know, the, you, you played Infamous 2, and so for our of listeners course. at home who haven't played Infamous 2... Like, You're uh, missing out. Go Cole, play it. Yeah, go play Please. that shit. Go, go buy a PS3. Go play that shit right now. Don't stream that shit on PS now. 
go buy it on a PS3, okay? But for our listeners at home, if you haven't played Infamous 2, basically you're playing as this guy named Cole. And Cole has lightning powers, okay? But there comes a point in Infamous 2 where you're, where one of your female friends, either Nyx with her napalm powers or Lucy Cole with her ice powers, you guys can basically like swap powers, you know? Cole, mm-hmm. he gets his lightning powers and whatever whatever other element you choose. Once you beat the game, you can get all three elements at once. Mm-hmm. So basically, fire, mm-hmm. ice, and lightning. And it's really fucking cool. Okay? That game had a thriving user-generated uh, mission community. I was playing all the UGC missions. I, I forgot about mm-hmm. those. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yo! Yeah. I was in them UGC streets. I occasionally open go back to my PS3 because them servers were still live last time I played. True? Yep. Last time I played, them servers were still live. And so I was going back, I'd be going back and playing the UGC missions. They're so fucking good. Like, oh man. Uh, like, Infamous 2 is such a quality game, and you can, like, mix and match powers. You can, like, have, like, a fire air dash, and then you could have, like, a lightning, uh, 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 like, a, like, a, you, could, you could shoot a straight bolt of lightning from your hands, or you can shoot a little, a little, a, a, a beam of, like, fucking mini, mini lightning bolts. It was really cool. You could fucking Yo. use, like, lightning shockwaves, throw people in the air and shit. You could throw, like, a, a lightning tether and, like, pull yourself around like Spider-Man. This shit was so cool. This shit was the best. And then Infamous Second Son comes around, and they're like, okay, we, we see that we have... <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> infamous second son comes around, right? And they're like, "Okay, guys, we have a protagonist. He's voiced by Troy Baker." I was like, "Oh god!" Like every other protagonist. Uh, full disrespect <laughs> to Troy Baker. That guy could sometimes be a real dick face on social media. Uh, despite the fact that I love a lot of the characters he's played in the video games he's been in, dude, you got to learn when to when to hold them, when to fold them. All right, Just being full right. honest here. Fucking uh, Agus's voice actress. <laughs> you've seen that right yeah unfortunately mm-hmm. unfortunately anyway but yeah go on yeah uh you got your protagonist delson played by uh troy baker who's not native american i i, I might add all right uh you got fucking this guy has powers of smoke neon video and concrete and i hesitate to include concrete because that power is 1000 percent unfinished yeah then even I, go back to fix is, it yeah i noticed that i noticed that I, when i first played it it's something i felt like something was wrong it's like something was off about it and it's been like it's been literal years so i don't remember you know much, why i remember you know why something feels off about it hmm every other power has an orbital drop ability or not or a certain shit or drop. they have like a super for smoke, it's your orbital drop. For neon, you lift guys up in the air and you shoot a big fucking wave of, of neon bolts at them. And for video, oh, well, you yeah. summon down a big storm of either angels or demons, depending on your karma. And it's really cool. Concrete doesn't have that. No super. What? No super ability. What the fuck was the point? Um, huh? Yeah. There's, what the fuck was the point of the... There's what? no source of concrete other than... The, the actual DUP members themselves. That's the only place you can get it. Smoke, you can get smoke from crates. You can get smoke from, from burning cars. You can get smoke from smoke stacks. You know, you can mm-hmm. get smoke from everywhere. Neon, you get that shit from neon lights. Makes from sense. Neon lights, video, yeah. you walk up to the video screens, you take the video, and they're everywhere. And it makes sense. Concrete, you can only get it after you kill a member of the DUP. That's it. Doesn't really have stun okay. options like smoke and neon do, or and video do actually. Doesn't really have any other special gimmicks like smoke and neon and video do. It's just 
a half-baked, unfinished power that you can only use in the post-game, and by the time you unlock it, there are what you can probably just get by using your other three powers anyway because they're already so leveled up. Generally this was this was is... fixed in First Light because First Light only has one power. Neon. That's it. Right, right. And they haven't made another one since. Unfortunate. Incredibly that is unfortunate. So, that is, that is so, I love so Ghost of Tsushima. Don't get me wrong. It's it's like I mean, the best samurai game ever made. It is a samurai game to end all samurai games. Yep. But no more infamous? No. You know, I, I really hope that with the success of Ghost of Tsushima that they try to make another infamous. Please. Please. Like, Y'all have all of this all of this power over the video game industry right now. Hey, you know what else they should make do, Joe? Fucking infamous game? Man, what's up? Sly Cooper. <laughs> Sly Cooper. <laughs> no, that's oh, a name I haven't son. heard in a long time. Don't sit down, son. I'm going to tell you a story. story. Oh, dude, Sly Cooper is oh, one of those man. old school PlayStation franchises that just doesn't get games made for it anymore. One of them got revived, that being fucking uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot's back. That's good stuff. Crash Forward's mm-hmm. about time. Good stuff. Uh, I don't nope. think there's been a new Spyro game in however many years because they just they have the reignited trilogy and he's in Skylanders. That's it. You that don't get any more. You don't get any new Sly Cooper. You don't get any Jack and Daxter. Jack. And the only oh one to make it God. out cons- with consistent releases is Ratchet and Clank. I love mm-hmm. me some Ratchet and Clank, and I cannot wait for the new Ratchet and Clank on my PS5. Okay. For but, sure. But where's my fucking Sly Cooper? Where's my Jack and Daxter? Hey, Neil Druckmann, I'm looking at you, motherfucker. You better make another fucking Jack and Daxter game, or I'm going to say mean things about you on the internet, okay? And it was it was real. <laughs> it, was, it was like a real spit in the face. I don't remember if it was for which game it was, but they included, uh, the, I think it was the Jack trilogy or only Jack 3. But if you pre-ordered uh, one of their games, you got it. And I was like, Wow. Wow. So they're going to acknowledge the fact that Jack exists, which is a good step forward. But she's like, okay, fuck you. Just take it. Like, what do you think Naughty Dog was known for before the first Uncharted? It was Crash and Jack. Mm -hmm. Or no, doesn't Insomniac make Crash or something? Mm, I think it was Naughty Dog. No. I thought it was Naughty Dog. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's Naughty Dog. Yeah. Yeah, Because Naughty Dog used to be the king of PlayStation platformers. Back in the PS1 mm-hmm. and PS2 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's by it's by Naughty Dog. I, I fucking I I don't know what I, I was tripping, but fucking fucking like oh my god that shit is just it, it breaks my heart because these are these are f- franchises that built this this company up that built this system up from from nowhere you know Jack One and Jack Two greatest yeah, fucking absolutely games. legendary Jack Three less so. And like, wasn't the last was, Jack game, fun. Jack and Daxter game to come out was like fucking was it was, it was like, like it was like a racing game. game. Yeah, yeah, it was a racing game. And then there was like the spinoff where it was just Daxter. Yeah, that that I, I didn't really nobody enjoy that one that, as dude. much, but <laughs> nobody fucking yeah, played that. I mean, for, not to mention that it was only on the PSP, so fucking. <laughs> oh God, that's that's oh the PSP. Gonna... <laughs> that's that's Atlas's toilet. All right, that's where they <laughs> shit <laughs> out all they just their dumb. <laughs> just dump all of their older games on there. So there you go. PSP is where is where certain game franchises go to die. 
Like, <laughs> that shit yeah. sucks. It's like you only put something on the PSP if you have no intention of making it good. <laughs> like, like the one of the mm. only games that I've seen survive the PSP is like Metal Gear Peace Walker. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. And even then, on the console port, it still has the fucking PSP controls. So has the... Yeah, I've heard about that. And, it, and it's janky as shit. It's like, there's, there's... Just go play it on, like, an emulator where you can bind the controls. Just don't fucking mm-hmm. play on the PSP. Don't play anything don't. on the PSP. Never... Don't buy a PSP. That shit failed because, like, I get it. It was revolutionary for its time. It was really cool. But, like... Sony, did y'all really Ooh. expect to beat Nintendo twice? Twice. Like what? The PSP came out when the DS was was the fucking rage. Was booming, bro. It was when the booming. DS Lite was in every school bus. Mm-hmm. When when Mario Kart was being downloaded, pl- download played For, from the yeah, exactly. Fucking everybody yeah. playing as shy guy. You know. <laughs> and then y'all, and y'all came out with the fucking Vita. PSP. <laughs> y'all came out with the fucking Vita, and y'all tried to do this shit again when the 3DS was out. This. What the I fuck mean, did y'all think? Okay, but to to I'm not to their defense, right? At at the time, the 3ds was kind of shit in the bed. It was kind of shit in the bed. Yeah, very true. I mean, at the time, didn't they only have like Mario 3D Land and fucking Ocarina 3D to their name at that time? The release, yeah, they, they have fucking nothing. Absolutely. But expecting nothing. a Nintendo handheld to fail to or fail to not have not exclusive, happening. even the Wii U had quality titles, and no one fucking played and the Wii no U. No one fucking had the Wii no Except one for like Smash and Bayonetta no fans. One. That's it. That's it. Fucking Those are the no only one. people who bought the Wii U. And Jesus even Christ. that console had quality titles, and now they're all available on the Nintendo Switch for $60. For 60 yep, for full price. Da-da-da. Makes perfect sense. Did you want to play released... Captain to a Treasure Tracker? <laughs> oh yeah, fork over the sixty. Did you want to play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? It, it makes absolutely no sense. The game's released like seven years ago at this point, six years ago, full price. But they still be buying them. Perfect though. sense. I mean, yeah, of course they're not gonna fucking keep them sixty if no one's buying them. But then again, they keep all of their first party titles at sixty, no matter fucking how old they are. Super Mario Three D All Stars. No, that's not. That's fucking. I, I made the mistake of buying that when I first dropped. I proved. You did. I made that mistake. Yeah, I did not you realize did. that it was. I did not realize that I was going to be playing those games in a fucking four by three aspect ratio on my yep. Nintendo fucking Switch. On my Nintendo Switch. The last, you think that maybe the least that they could do was implement like a widescreen patch? No, 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 no. You're expecting too much, <laughs> dude. I can choose to play like. Like, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection that has 12 arcade games, I can play those in widescreen or in 4x3 on my Nintendo Switch. But I don't have the option to do that for fucking Mario 64 or Sunshine. Even in handheld mode, I gotta see them dumbass fucking aspect ratio black bars in handheld mode? Fucking, you know what's you know bad when emulators that aren't official mm-hmm. do better than the actual company. That's... Emulators? Oh shit! Is that is that a, is that a black Nintendo van pulling up outside my house? <laughs> Yo, I saw the funniest shit on the internet yesterday, where it was like it was a post in the two best friends play subreddit, and it was like it was like this little fucking like South American kid who whose family was too poor to afford video games, so he made one out of cardboard, and it was like so then Doug Bowser, CEO of Nintendo America, flew down to see this kid <laughs> and personally handed him a season to Like, dude, Nintendo just hates the fans, but the fans keep paying. 
This is like, I don't say this lightly. This is literally an abusive relationship. Like, oh my God, it's, fucking melee? It's fucking <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. The the entire fucking Nintendo uh, fan base is Stockholm Syndrome. It's because it sells like gangbusters because ne- Nintendo never releases these fucking games. That's why. Yep. They've got us they by do, the balls, man. It's like, I, I would pay... Top fucking dollar for a, a HD remaster of Mario 64 on my Nintendo Switch. Not for a port of the game in 4x3, not graphically upscaled, and with the BLJs taken out. Uh. What the fuck? Mario Sunshine getting its first re-release in, uh, what, ever? Fucking the first time ever, yeah. Like, one of the best 3D Mario games? My favorite 3D Mario game. My favorite, yep. Yep. Hey, my man. My and, man. and you're re-releasing it. It's like it's one of the most unique Mario games ever made. Unique setting, unique mechanics, and you're re-releasing it for the first time ever in a 4x3 aspect ratio without the option to use the GameCube controller? The controller the game was fucking made for? That's just disrespectful. That's, you know, the only reason why I could see myself buying it because it, it, it's limited availability until like March, right? March 31st, 2021. It's going yep. away. Yeah, but the only reason I would ever see myself buying that is just to play it on the go. Besides that, I have no interest. I can literally just pull up my laptop. I have it there. That's the no only reason I ever buy reason. anything from my Switch, dude. It's either a Nintendo first-party console or, or first-party uh, game, or I want to play it. On, or I want to play it on the go. Like the only reason I want Persona Five or any Persona game on the Switch, easier portability. I don't have to carry around my fucking laptop if I want to play Persona Four Gold. I can play this shit on my Switch. Yep. It's like at least you're getting SMT Five. <sighs> Thank God. And Nocturne. Remastered. And Nocturne, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One more. God rejected. <laughs> <laughs> played that shit on PCSX2 and then I decided you know what I, I, I just want to play the remaster because then I can lay in bed and play that shit how awkward yeah. it is fucking balancing your laptop on your legs and a fucking controller playing that shit on PCSX2 in your while bed you're, while you're in your bed yeah. <laughs> wild you know wild. I, might just, I might just end up getting both because on one hand I want uh, just ease of access and just sit down pull it out of my pocket start playing right there but I also want trophies so, yeah, that's very true. Want to get that fucking probably platinum? Just end up getting both. Yo. Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> we talked about this last podcast, but Atlas just hates money. They'll never fucking re-release anything else. I I hope not. You know, uh, with Persona Four Golden and Persona Five Strikers mm-hmm. coming to Steam, I hope they get in the habit of releasing their games on other platforms that aren't fucking three hundred thousand years old. <laughs> but you know a company that doesn't hate money. Which one? Microsoft. Ooh, Microsoft. You yeah. saw that? Did you see that the fact that they changed their uh, Xbox Live Gold prices? Yep, to like one twenty. Yep, one twenty per. I've year. been paying sixty dollars for PS Plus for several years. Several years. I would, I would, I would personally fly to Japan and burn down the fucking the fucking corporate offices of Sony <laughs> if they change that shit to one twenty a year. You motherfuckers at Microsoft, who the fuck do you think you are? Okay, you guys are already offering some of the best deals. You guys have Game Pass. Game Pass alone. Right. Game Pass alone. And you motherfuckers are like, that shit's not making us enough money. Gold isn't making us enough money. The 12-year-olds who are calling each other the N-word are going over to the PS fucking 5. 
we need to we need to make that money up somehow. Fuck off. Yeah, I I I'm still into because I I saw that uh from a group chat that I was in, and that's how I found out about it. So like, there's no way, legitimately no way that this is happening. And I search on their like um like on their Twitter, I see an article. Yep, it's yep. It's, it's happening. Everywhere. It's happening, boys. It's the fact that okay, they've had this model for. How how long since how long has Xbox Live been? Uh, oh wait, no 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 no! It's before that. Two thousand before that. It was like two thousand one because Xbox Live was on the Xbox was on the original Xbox with Halo two. Right. So, they've been doing this shit since like for for damn near two decades at this point. Damn near two decades. Damn near. It's been and... like, like fifteen sixteen years they've been doing this shit and 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 just now they're like, hmm, what if we made more money? What if we wanted to make more money? Hello, I like money. What inspired you to build a second Krusty Krab right next door to the original? Money. I, I I don't even know what like I don't know what the fuck is going through their heads when they when they decided yeah you know this is a good idea let's raise the prices because why not like oh, it, like I legitimately don't see any reason why they're not offering any more any more services they're not offering yeah. anything new with the increase in price. If they were gonna so, fucking increase the price of Game Pass, I'd understand that. Because okay, Game Pass is fucking it's fucking booming. Like that. if I, yeah. you know, that is the one of the reasons that I'm considering getting the getting the S, mm -hmm. just for Game Pass and for emulation purposes. It's one of the yeah. cheapest. Emulation. Oh yeah, same thing. I was gonna say that too. Uh, nope. uh, the Series S. Like if you're telling me I could run PCS six two on that bitch, like she... our PCS three. What these fan patches? Motherfucker, no. yeah. Like, okay, no. okay, okay, okay. So, Joe, you know about the, the, the PS2 JoJo game? Of course. And how it and how you have like, to download like a fan made the, uh, patch. Yeah, the one about Golden yep. Moon. You mm -hmm. have to download a fan made patch to play in English, right? To well, actually play it, yep. There are two Yakuza games that are on the PS there's one on the PS4, one on the PS3 that have never been localized. Really no? Yes. And if you're telling me that I can get an Xbox Series S, at the very least a Series S, download RPCS3, download uh, Ryuga Gotoku Kenzan, and download a fan patch to play that shit in, in, with English subs, for what, $300 for the fucking machine itself, and you just need the machine mm -hmm. and internet connection to get this emulation? You're telling me that? Yo. That shit is beautiful. Wait, so is there a like a specific reason they haven't been localized, or they just they said, just don't oh, do it's it. not gonna it's make us good. any any more? There, there's like four no, Yakuza games that haven't been haven't been localized. Two of them mm. are for are PSP exclusives, because and then one of them <laughs> is is uh, was on the PS3. It was a launch title for the PS3 called uh, Ryuga Gotoku Kenzan, and another one uh, was a launch title for the PS4 called Ryuga Gotoku Ishin. They're both like samurai. They're like the Yakuza games that are set in like samurai times. If you've ever seen those, right? Yeah, I've seen. that's what that's what those are. They, they've they've never been localized for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why. Uh, but if if you're telling me that I can buy like a Series S and emulate those games and fucking uh, get a fan patch and play those games in, with English subs, then I'm down for that. I mean, the, like running PCX2 on that thing, PCSX2 on that thing alone is a fucking miracle. It's gonna be. Beautiful, because I don't I don't know about you, but my laptop's a little bit older, so I can only go up to maybe two or three times upscale. Imagine what you could do on a fucking Series S. Yeah, 
Yeah, imagine what you could do on a Series S with a modern monitor. Shit. Like, imagine what we could do getting, like, Fightcade or something running on that thing. My laptop is, like, 2018, I believe, 2019. So mm-hmm. I can do a little oh, so you're, you're, I'm a little yeah. bit modern, you know, a little bit a little bit newer. And, you know, running PCSX2 on this thing can sometimes be a fucking hassle. Some games yeah. have struggled to run. Like, Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, you've played Simpsons Hit and Run. It's a fucking classic, right? Of course. And you remember the hover car, Professor Frank's hover car that, like, turns invisible and goes really fast? Mm-hmm. I can't do that shit because it'll lag my fucking CPU and my GPU. For it'll, real? It'll, 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 it fucks it up. So in the in like the last part of the final level, when I had to drive that thing all the way to fucking uh, all the way to the damn uh, elementary school uh, to with the with the fucking nuclear waste on it, I was able to do that shit in one try because the game was lagging so much that I can make pinpoint uh, precision in my turn. <laughs> like, like <laughs> so, I just I just wish that. Um, Finally, I'll be able to have a better emulation machine. I can use my, use my computer just for fucking editing and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Straight Microsoft up. has a lot of potential for the Series S, you know? They have a lot of potential with this console, and they're just... It seems like they're just, like, down bad because they're not selling as as fast as Sony's with the PS5s. As, yeah. And I, and I think part of that is Series S is basically just an Xbox One X upgrade mm-hmm. but with less storage it only has like 500 gigs yeah and what's this like new gen that's ps ps ps4 launch absolutely storage. nothing absolutely yeah exactly imagine what you can you can download fucking 2k and that's it that's fucking 2k fucking modern warfare fucking that's it that's all you got that's, and like netflix fucking <laughs> like netflix that's it <laughs> like red dead redemption 2 is like 110 gigabytes fucking gta 5 is damn near 100 gigabytes fucking modern warfare is like over 150 gigabytes it's, it's like absurd. data compression just doesn't exist anymore i don't know what the fuck happened to that happened like, what happened to deliver to developers actually caring about space i don't know uh, I just hope that um, like larger external hard drives or internal hard drive replacements become cheaper. It's the same yes. thing with VR because if this yes. if this shit doesn't get cheaper fast enough, uh, the industry is not going to be able to uh, hold consumer attention. Yeah, so we're going to have to give the industry like VR incredibly promising. That shit is too expensive for most consumers to, to feasibly it's own. So expensive at the moment that it's it, 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 it's cool, but it's not like anything that you need to have at the moment. Yeah, just absolutely gotta, not. Just gotta wait and see. You know how excited I was to hear that Half Life Alex got announced, and then how fucking mm-hmm. how much of a punch in the dick it was to learn that it was fucking VR exclusive. Like, yep. I'm 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 a I'm a massive Half Life fan, bro. I was a kid. I was writing fucking fan fiction and shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, a, I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was a I'm, I was a big ass fan of this. And there's one girl I knew who loved Portal a lot, and that's how we, like, met and connected and good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, and, and, and hearing that Half-Life Alex existed after sitting... Because I remember in, in 2017, I was sitting on the back of the bus when I... Sitting in the back of the bus by myself, and I heard that, like, the, uh, the uh, Mark Laidlaw, the dude who wrote, like, all the other Half-Life games, had, like, left the left Valve and, like, released on, like, fucking... Um, I was, like, WordPress or some shit, like, some website what he was going to have the story for Half-Life 2 Episode 3 uh, actually be. And I read that, and I was sitting on the back of the bus with this painful feeling on my chest because I was feeling like they would never make another game in this franchise again. 
And then oh, Valve announced man. Artifact, and I really felt like they would never make another game of this franchise again. But then Half of Alex gets announced, and I see it, and I'm like, holy shit, they fucking did it. I'm going to buy this shit. I'm going to play this shit. I'm going to fucking spend hundreds of dollars building a new PC to play this shit. And then they're like, but it's VR exclusive. Yeah. yeah. I'm just the the feeling of fucking sadness that so I felt when that fucking... happened. And I mean, I, looking at the game now, right, it, it makes sense why it's in VR. If it wasn't in VR, it would be a completely different game. Right? Yeah. It wouldn't even play out the same way. Yeah. And actually, uh, speaking of Valve games, did you see that Gabe Newell came out in an interview and said that uh, Valve is 100% working on game on some new games? Uh, I didn't. But that's good to hear. Thanks, Gaben. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's it's promising at the very least. We haven't, we haven't got shit. Like, oh my god! Like, I, there was a period of my life where I only played Valve games because mm-hmm. that's just how much I I love them as a company. They've they make amazing games. They've made amazing games. Fuck, I've played the Orange Box on like three different platforms. Yeah, shit. So fucking see us go on the 360. Yo, that shit was abandoned. Yo, I used to play that shit in like 20 fucking 14. All right. <laughs> I like one of my earliest memories of owning my 360 was playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And then I bought them on Steam and I've played put like hundreds of hours into Left 4 Dead 2 with the workshop content alone. Shit. And that game getting an update and now fucking Back 4 Blood exists, you know. How do you feel about that? I don't think I'm going to play it because I'm just having enough fun with Left 4 Dead 2 by itself. Like, mm-hmm. I just want a third Left 4 Dead game. I thought they remade No Mercy. I thought that's what they did. It looked like they did in the trailer. Yeah, right? I was like, holy shit, is that, no fu- is that fucking No Mercy? Because, I mean, Valve allowed fucking uh, Overkill to put a remaster of uh, the Pity the Heist No Mercy mission into a Pity 2. I was like, oh shit, are they going to let Turtle Rock put another version of No Mercy into Back for Blood? But it doesn't really uh, seem like it. I really don't know. And that kind of sucks yeah. because No Mercy is like my favorite level in Left 4 Dead because I have so much nostalgia for it. For sure. Left 4 Dead is like a, a classic series that never gets old. I don't know why. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just never gets old. And it's been around for like, for like 12 years at this point. The Left 4 Dead 2 has at least. I feel like it's just because it's a different experience each time. It's not yeah. always. I feel like if it... If, uh, if it was, I think it would get, you know, it would show its age and get a little bit dated. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You can just have no idea what to play. Left for dead. Yeah, that's very true. I, uh, I don't really know. I think Valve, like, I know that Gaben has said that they're working on new games. But, like, for the longest time, they really had no announcements. And the first announcement that we'd gotten in a long ass time was fucking Artifact. Fucking Artifact, yeah. And I, I remember so... watching that fucking trailer and hearing the audible. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, just, yeah. just, oh, man. I, that's... <laughs> just hearing that, oh, come on, from the crowd was a fucking sign for me. And so while I understand that they might be developing some new stuff, um, I'm going to take that with a hefty note of skepticism mm-hmm. because Valve has always been working on new stuff. And how many games have they put out since 2007? Like Portal 2? Whole Dota 2, 2, maybe? Yeah, like 2. Like Portal 2, Dota 2. And that's it. Uh, man. That shit's real sad, honestly. Valve 
have been pushing the envelope since the 90s, since the late 90s, since the release of the first Half-Life game. These guys have been at the oh. forefront of, of, of moving the, the medium forward. I mean, Half-Life 2 would be nothing if not for Steam. Or Steam would be nothing without Half-Life 2, I should say. Steam would be right. For sure. So, to think that the the biggest game distribution platform on the planet was birthed from these guys and their games, and the fact that these guys just don't make any more games, it's kind of heartbreaking. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And, because they're still... They're still highly respected. It's not like they fell off and just, oh, no one cares about Valve anymore. It's them solar sales, bro. It's them company. sales. <laughs> <laughs> Fill up your backlog while you can with games you'll never play. One hundred percent. Oh man, I'm not. I'm not one of those people with 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 backlogs that big. The only reason my backlog on PlayStation is big is because PS Plus keeps offering games for fucking free. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, maybe one of these days I'll go play Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't, don't think I ever will do that. No, I don't yeah, like, think I will. Like over 100 games for free on on, uh, on Plus, and I don't think that I've played even 10 of them. I'm going to be completely honest. Bro, you know how mad I get whenever I buy a game and then it becomes free on PS Plus? Even like years later, I'll be getting mad as fuck. <sighs> I'll be like, I could have not spent my money? <laughs> like three. Uh, I, I paid $3 for this game and now it's free? What the fuck? No, bro. It was like, I remember, because uh, back in September 20, 2015, when MGS5 launched, I bought that. Mm-hmm. And then like two years ago, they were like, hey, it's free on PS Plus. I was like, I was like, fuck! <laughs> I could have $60 or I could have spent that $60 somewhere else. But I know that's a stupid Man. ass thought. I know it's a completely stupid thought because, you know, I, I uh, what is it? I, I put hundreds of hours in MGS5 and I love that game. And MGS5 has been good. It's always, it was always good. You niggas were just hating. I mean, for fair reason. Fucking the later. I guess. Game, <laughs> oh, bitch, you want to go there? The MGS5, like, motherfucker, if, if y'all don't believe me that MGS5 was always good, it was always deep, go fucking look at what Futura Sound Productions has been putting out for the past year, talking about what really was going on in MGS5. I'm not, I'm not uh, like, saying any, anything bad about that. It's just, I mean, looking at the later half of the game, obviously, it's not... It's not, uh, well, I mean, fuck Kojima. Uh, Ko- not, Ko- not Kojima. Oh, oh, no. Konami, Konami. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Fuck Konami. Um, but uh, just taking it at, at face value, it's it's pretty hard. It's pretty it's pretty hard to see that. Like, as the, like in the perspective of the game coming out, you buy it. You boot it up. Get to that later half of the game. It's It's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, uh, I I I see where you're coming from, but I I think there's a little more to it than that. There's a lot of subtext and added stuff and stuff that's just generally off about Chapter Two of MGS Five. That's there for a purpose. Uh, even though the second the the third chapter was cut out and they had to excuse me rework it, so it all fit. It all fits there. It all fits tightly, but it could have been told better. I do agree. Um, fuck Konami specifically for remaking a bunch of cutscenes from MGS3 and the Fox Engine for a fucking patchy slot. Fuck you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, because MGS3 to the to this day, to this day, 
best Metal Gear. I was about to say it. Ever one. Ever fucking knew it. Best one. The best one. Fucking knew it. All those, all those football players who don't stand for the national anthem, it's disrespectful. When I hear what a thrill, I'm already out of my what seat. What a thrill. <laughs> Whenever I'm climbing <laughs> ladders and anything, that's all I can hear in my head is, what a thrill. <laughs> pack, 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 pack. Bro, MGS3 is a classic. Classic. MGS4, that shit was always good. Niggas was hating. Who the fuck made that fucking five hour long video about how MGS4 sucks? Hey, guess what? What? Kiss- yeah. Wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. Yeah. What? There's like a five hour long video about how MGS4 was a mistake. No, 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 no. Stop the cap. I'll, stop I'm going to put cap. the link in Discord. No, I'm going to put pu- the link I'm- in Discord. Too late. I'm putting. I'm going to put the link in Discord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boot up my browser. I'm putting this link in Discord. I shit you not. I went thou- like I've I've never heard so much bullshit in a video before. That and that guy who made like a five hour video on my Persona Five sucks. That's the level of shit that we're dealing that with. Here. You know about that video? That was fucking hilarious. You you know what video I'm talking about, right? The Persona Five video, style the over Persona substance. Persona Five video he made. Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. the shit at? Yeah, let's see here. Ah, uh, here it is. Okay, Metal Gear Solid Four was a mistake. It is three and a half hours. Never mind. Three hours. Talking about how much MGS Four sucks. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. I know. It's, I uh, had no idea <laughs> about this video. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm putting this I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, in I'm gonna watch this tonight. I'm gonna watch this tonight. Yeah, oh, there you go. Shit. I put the link in Discord. There you go. I appreciate it. What yeah, the I, fuck, I've man. never heard so much. Thomas had never heard bullshit like this in his life. Like that. <laughs> MGS Force, great. I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. War has changed. This shit is awesome. All right. Oh, like man. I have, I have been defending Metal Gear Solid Four for years. I've been defending Metal Gear Solid Five for years. Fucking Metal Gear Solid Two. Even that game is underrated. Only people, only reason people like that is because we have hindsight now. Everybody yeah, hated MGS yeah. too. Yeah. But ah, uh, I thought that shit was cool. Maybe it was because I played it as a kid and I really didn't have any fucking expectations. I don't know. Then again, the, the, those roads, those rose tinted glasses can beat your ass. They can really beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, bro. I used to play games that were shit <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> fucking. Okay. You know what game that gets slander that still does not sit right with me to this day? Oh, uh, which one? It's not an MGS. It's it's it's, which, it's which a game? different game. Which game? Which game? Sonic. This part of the podcast has been removed due to an incredible spike in sound. Sonic Heroes <laughs> is the shit. You heard it here, folks. It is fucking cool. All right. Sonic Heroes is fucking awesome. That opening opening cutscene smacks. That gameplay and switching between Sonic Knuckles and Tails and fucking Shadow Rouge Shadow and fucking Rouge that and, fucking uh, big ass robot, robot fucking uh, Amy yeah. Cream and Big the Cat, fucking Charmy Vector and the Chameleon nigga, bro. That game was <laughs> fucking awesome. I can't believe that people. I went back and played it recently, and it was as good as I remembered. But it still gets slandered. It still gets, you know. I feel like this. Is, I feel like it'll be like um, Gen Five of Pokemon, where as time passes, people are gonna realize, 
holy shit, this is the go. Because I have been saying this from the very fucking beginning. Gen 5 is the greatest Which gen was Gen 5? Of all time. Uh, black and white. Oh my god! Dude, Pokemon Black. Okay, you know how many memories I have of playing Pokemon Black underneath my blanket at night, closing that DS whenever <laughs> my mom came nearby so she didn't know that I was playing my DS like fucking 10.30pm, okay? Pokemon Shit, Black was dude. fucking great. Uh, and people are just now getting around to saying, oh yeah, it was, it's actually pretty... Wait, it's always been, been good, y'all niggas was just hating! We've been, dude. We've been, dude, nigga. <laughs> y'all just yeah. were hating. Y'all were just hating ass motherfuckers. Hating on Pokemon Black. Hating on Sonic Heroes. What the fuck? People hate Sonic Generations. What? I, yeah! Okay, I will, I will admit, it's not my favorite, but it's not bad. By any means. <laughs> By any fucking means. <laughs> Absolutely zero means. Sonic Generations is a love letter to everything Sonic. And y'all and, and people still hate it. That's like I will the... admit, I will admit there are certain franchises that have a lot of games and only a few of them are great and a bunch of them suck ass. Example number one, and you probably know which example I'm gonna bring up for a franchise with a few amazing uh, with with a few high 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 ass highs and some low 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 ass lows. Can you guess what franchise I'm referring to? Ari. Yes. Oh. Let's take a look at at, at Resident Evil. Okay. The first Resident Evil game, the very original Resident Evil, sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Resident Evil Two, goaded. Yeah. Resident well, Evil Three, goaded, yeah, okay. but to a lesser degree. Yeah, that's fair. Resident Evil. Well, uh, are, we, huh? are, we, are you talking about Ari Two? And three, uh, I'm talking about the originals. I haven't because I because I, I, I said the original version of Resident Evil one. So I thought you kind of you kind of just fill in the blank. You got the well, remake. Know, but those those are recent, so I'm, I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Got the remake of Resident Evil one. One of the best survival horror games ever made, bar none. Like that's not even a fucking debate. Okay, he's spitting facts. I'll hear this, ladies and gentlemen. He's spitting. Resident Evil zero. Kind of meh. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's average, but it compared to its like older brother, Resident Evil Remake, no fucking mm-hmm. competition. Which one is a better one? Code Veronica. <laughs> a lot of people say it's trash. I think Code Veronica slept on. I haven't played it, so I'm not sure. I think it's I think it slept on personally. Uh I think that was like the last time we got to see classic thin as a bone Chris Redfield. If I remember correctly, mm. um, that was like the first time I think Albert Wesker came back in an official capacity was in Code Veronica. Um, let's see. Then you've got like fucking Resident Evil 4. Goated. Goated. You know, if, if they were to if they were to re-release it on modern platforms without the tank controls, genuinely go go. RE2 style graphics and combat. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking RE5. I think the only thing that keeps RE5 relevant is the co-op, because that shit was kind of fun. Story. <laughs> it was. It was a fucking a cheese. Not, not, it wasn't even cheesy because it wasn't very cheesy. It was just a generic. Not it was. It was, That's that's when the genre stopped being horror for the time being. And then I I, I very RE7. much disagree. I think that was that was it was going that direction since the third game actually. Yeah, for it, it, the fourth game was like the sweet spot, but then the with with five, five. they just kind of went overboard. There's Revelations, the original Revelations, the one that came on the fucking 3DS. Game's kind of all right, you know. 
I played it. I have fond memories of it, but some people don't like it for some fucking reason. There's RE6. Mm. That game is booty garbage. <laughs> Straight up. Only fun because it has the co-op mode, and even the co-op mode's worse than RE5's co-op mode. <laughs> There's no reason to play it. There's, this is not to mention all the other shitty-ass spinoffs, like Operation Raccoon. Oper- uh, <laughs> what, what was the... Uh... Hang on, let me, let, me, let, me, let me look it up. Let me look it up. What are you about to talk about? Go on. No, 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 go on. Um, I know that there's like there's shit like Umbrella Chronicles. I don't really think that many people played Umbrella. That's Chronicles. the one I was thinking of. That's the okay. one I was thinking of. Is that like the multiplayer? Yeah, that shit one? was ass. That shit was ass. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, I know a lot. Of, a lot of people have nostalgia for Outbreak, and for like Outbreak Files. I've never played those, but I hear they're like I, like I heard some people say they're ass. Some people say they're good. I really haven't had heard a common consensus about those. And then there's like RE Seven, which is universally loved. Resident Evil Two Remake, which is universally loved. A Resident Evil 3 remake, which I don't understand why people hate that game. I genuinely don't. That game was fucking awesome. That game kicks ass. I feel like it's because they were disappointed. Bro, people said that that game was too short. That game is the same fucking length as RE2. Same fucking length. Yeah. It took Mm. me on, for RE2, my very first run, as Leon on like normal, took me like five hours. Five, six hours. Same length for mm-hmm. RE3. As Jill, my first time through on, on normal. It took like fucking five hours. Like, like I've re- obviously refined my speed and shit because that's like the point of like the classic RE games is to keep playing through them to get the best time, you know? Right. And I can beat RE2 in like two and a half hours and RE3 in like two hours. It's that like I'm just I've I've gotten that good on fucking hardcore. You've gotten yeah. I'm fucking you, you hardcore. Your speeds. Oh. Got, got my dodge stress. Got my headshots. You don't be wasting ammo. <laughs> I be making all kinds of acid ammo, melting bosses and shit. Good Ooh. stuff. I got all right. All right. Hold on. Speaking of RE2, uh, um, before I finish up on Resident on on this and go to RE2, I will say that like I do understand that a lot of RE games are trash. It's one of those franchises that has a lot of shitty ass entries and a few really good ones, and those few really good ones hold the ship up so hard. <laughs> and Sonic is the same way. Sonic is the exact same way. There's a lot of shitty ass Sonic games. Do not get me wrong, but there's also a bunch of fucking slappers. Facts. Like the original Sonic trilogy and Sonic CD. Those are all fucking slappers. Fucking Sonic bro. Heroes, smacker. Bro. Bro bro, 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 bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Unleashed. Thoughts. Opinions. I didn't play Unleashed as much as I played Heroes, honestly. Like when I was a kid, I was way I was just like I'm gonna just go back to playing Sonic Heroes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play very much Unleashed. I know a lot, I know this one kid okay. who played who played the fuck out of Sonic Unleashed, and that that motherfucker loved it. She was she was always talking about how Sonic Unleashed was cool, but I was just mm-hmm. like yeah, but I'm like playing Sonic Heroes on my PS2. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on Sonic Unleashed, Joe? Personally, I think that people overhate on the fact that. Uh, that you turn into a fucking werewolf. Uh, they hate it because it's different. That's the only fucking reason. It's, it's not part of the core Sonic experience, and it's really lackluster. And this, I don't fucking care. If it's fun, for me, if it's fun and it makes sense, it's good. It's good. And guess what? Sonic Un- Unleashed, it was good. Yeah. I don't care. It was good. Yeah, people will hate on anything that doesn't fit their fucking narrow ass idea of what a franchise is. 
and then go no. and fucking draw rule 34 of those characters on fucking DeviantArt <laughs> acting like that fits the fucking core of what the franchise is. No, I don't think it does. You know, Sonic feet. <laughs> Let me see Rouge the Bat's titties. I gotta see him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sonichu. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. So, uh, going uh, to RE2. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think RE2 is like my favorite game in the whole franchise honestly and I didn't expect that I think that my, my favorite part of RE2 is Claire's bit but it is I've played really through no. Claire's bit of R, like Claire's uh, a, uh, a story more than I've mm-hmm. played through any other part of RE2 like I just I just be downloading Resident Evil 2 sometimes and just playing through Claire's A story and then just deleting the game afterwards. I just run through that whole thing in one go and just delete the game afterwards. <laughs> like, I'm sh- I shoot you not. I remember there was one time, like, a couple months ago, where I was just like, oh, I got Resident Evil 2 on my system. You know, I'll just play a couple hours of it, you know, play, and play a little bit of it. Played through the whole fucking A story of uh, fucking Leon. I was like, oh, shit, wait. Was I- Didn't I say I was going to play this for, like, a few hours? <laughs> I did not mean to get this far deep. 1,000%. Like, I was inside the, the nest, and I was like, I said I was going to stop, like, two hours ago. <laughs> but that game is just so fucking good that I cannot stop myself from replaying it. I think that sure. it's a better game than RE3 because it has way more fucking content than RE3 does. 100%. Like, yeah. the, 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 the sheer lack of costumes in RE3 is really disappointing. It's you, disappointing. You've got, you've got Jill's redesign, which, by the way, sick-ass redesign. I love it. Mm-hmm. you got her Stars outfit, best outfit in the game, bar none, no cap. And then you've got, Facts. and then you've got her uh, classic RE three look, which kind of, looks a bit goofy these days, but it's it's a classic look. You cannot beat that look. It's amazing for sure. But and then she's got three. You can't even import the original model like you could for RE two. You know, with the ninety eight outfits, you yeah. don't get any fun costumes like how Leon had the fucking noir outfit. Favorite outfit in that game, by the way. Fucking cool. Um, <laughs> like I remember, I w- I went through Leon's run on hardcore with like a bunch of with like the noir outfit. And I had the special filter on, and I was playing. I, I turned off the music, and I was playing like jazz music and shit. That was fun. That was really fun, really atmospheric, you know. One hundred percent. But like, and for Claire, you could dress her up as like Elzo fucking Walker, and you had like the the noir outfit and the military outfit. And Leon, you could dress him up as like the Arclay Sheriff. That was really cool. But like Resident Evil Three, Jill has two other two extra outfits, and Carlos only has one. And that outfit only changes his hair. <laughs> nice that shit's so dumb it's like i get it classic carlos's hair is cool but i am glad that they changed his fucking hair to make him look more like he's actually hispanic because original carlos was just a fucking white dude oh he's hispanic trust me no he fucking wasn't he's hispanic <laughs> sources dude trust I, me. I do not know any dude, fucking hispanic dudes with straight hair that's slicked back all of that shit is fucking puffed out ass afros fucking fades straight up niggas are bald you know you ever, you ever seen a Hispanic dude with a fucking with a fucking perm? Never, never in all, <laughs> never in all my life. <laughs> so, but like and like and like fucking. There's no other. There's no real extra side modes. There's Resident Evil Resistance. No one fucking plays Resident Evil Resistance. Like I don't <laughs> see anybody fucking playing that. I see one guy. Sure, I see Alex so Valle, fucking Capcom Street Fighter Legend Alex Valle playing that shit at like three in the morning. Ooh, fucking we. What a sound investment, <laughs> Capcom. And now y'all are going to put out RE-verse? No one's going to play that shit. 
I I don't understand why why Capcom keeps trying to make uh, Resident Evil a multiplayer franchise. Hey, what hey, Capcom, listen. Resident Evil co-op and Resident Evil multiplayer are two different things. 100%. Resident Evil co-op is really fun. RE5 mm. co-op was really fun. RE6 sucks, and the co-op in that game is fun. All right. If y'all <laughs> just put co-op into, like, RE2 and 3, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. It wouldn't make any fucking sense, <laughs> but it'd be fine. I'd fucking play that shit. 100%. You know? But 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 multiplayer, who the fuck looks at Resident Evil and says, hmm, this could be an interesting competitive title? No one. It didn't work with Umbrella Chronicles. It didn't work with Raccoon City, even though that game was primarily co-op. You know? It, okay, imagine, it hasn't ever worked, ever. Imagine Call of Duty Resident <laughs> Evil. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, instead of, instead, of, instead of playing as, as, as a Mac VSOG and Black Ops, you're playing as... Uh, the B, the the fucking BSAA and Umbrella Corporation. Ooh wee, get the fuck out of here, man. Ooh wee. That's, the that's what they're trying to do. That's the thing. That's what they're trying to do. You know what game had an unlikely multiplayer mode that fuck what was actually fun as fuck? Which one? This is about to. I, I this might be a hot take. This very one might be a hot take. Batman Arkham Origins. Is that take hot? Is it hot? Uh, yeah, that that is piping. That is a really. I didn't, I didn't realize because that that shit was that shit was low key fun as fuck. In my in my opinion, yeah, I mean, like that like that the shooting mechanics in that game. <laughs> you could tell that the Arkham engine was not built for that kind of shit. <laughs> but I will say that playing as like Batman and Robin and uh, Joker and, ben and uh, Bane was pretty cool because it was like it was like three on three or four on four, and then uh, you'd have one player as Batman, one player as Robin, and then one player on each team could pick could get like the hero upgrade. And they could play as fucking Joker or uh, Bane. It was it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it the, in the in the scant times that I played it, but you can't play it anymore because those servers are down and no servers one fucking plays Batman down. Arkham Origins because that game is the the worst Arkham game. Yeah, I feel like it's a hot take, but but honestly, I think the my like my Arkham order is like Origins, Asylum, uh, City, and Night. City and oh, what? Yeah, because a lot of people put I, City I, first, I but I think that City just like like I just enjoy the content in Arkham Knight way more than City. City has the better 100%. story, but like I think like Arkham Knight has way better like side content, which and is kind of combat is, weird. Combat is more fun in Knight. Oh, definitely, because you got the two player co-op, dude. Well, or two player, mm -hmm. or or one player co-op or switch between two characters. Because I don't know why the fuck Rock City didn't put in two player co-op when that is a literal million dollar idea. <laughs> You're telling yeah. me that a superhero who has like the most famous sidekick in superhero history, you you have it's a single player game. Are you fucking kidding me? And now they've got Gotham Knights, which is which is going to be like a multiplayer game. But like, bro, that game had one trailer and nobody talks about it anymore. So, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing, Warner Brothers, dropping that fucking ball, fumbling that bag. But like, get on that shit, you know. There's so many game franchises that are just kind of ass. You know, like Call of Duty is a, is a game series with a lot of shitty ass titles, you know. And like, they're getting shittier as the years go on. Oh, my God. The last good Call of Duty was Call of Duty Black Ops 3. That's I, I hold I hold firm to that belief. That was the last good one. And that's only because of zombies. 
Oh In my boy, Joe zombies. zombies. You know that I've been on this for for eleven years. No, no, twelve years. Twelve years. Twenty twenty one. No, wait. No way. It's been twelve years. It's two thousand eight, nine. It's been like thirteen years, dude. That I'm playing sure. zombies. Thirteen, yeah, because twenty twenty one came out two thousand eight. Thirteen years. That I've been in. That I've been. That I've been in that zombies grind. Thirteen years of my fucking life dedicated to watching. I used to be one of those people who was like making those fucking shitty ass Windows Movie Maker fucking uh, clip shows where, be, where, the, where the fucking blue background, the white text being like, oh, did you guys see Rick Toffin? This is Easter egg uh, 115, uh, die Glock. <laughs> I was one of those people. I was in that community. I was watching these YouTubers, fucking Rad Austin, fucking Syndicate, fucking uh, uh, Syndicate, Relaxing bro. In, fucking, Relaxing in, fucking yes, Smith Plays, fucking... Lex, fucking JC Backfire, fucking Codename Pizza. I was watching those motherfuckers. I was in this community, in them comment sections, in them live streams. I was playing zombies, playing the fuck out of zombies. Okay, and, Bla- and, and I was there when Black when Black Ops Two ended, and we were all fucking like, oh, oh my god, what the fuck? I remember so vividly when Black Ops Two first came out. I was in like the fucking seventh grade, or like the sixth grade or something. And like I remember drawing on my notebook like, Black Ops Two zombies. Where are the original four? You know, Takio, Dempsey, Nikolai, and Rick Toffin. I was, like, I was in them streets. And when they finally came back in Orchards, my mind was blown. Like, Mom of the Dead, favorite <laughs> zombies map. They fucking ruined it in Black Ops 4. Oh, my God. I could talk about zombies for hours. We might have to save that I, for the next yeah, podcast. Yeah, we could for the next podcast. Because, yes, holy fuck, that is a rabbit hole that requires dive, that requires equipment to dive into that deep. 100%. Yep. So, Joe. And although, hmm? although I haven't, uh, you mentioned that they fucked it up in Black Ops 4, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I didn't play a lot of Black Ops 4. I'm not gonna lie, so, but like in short terms, uh, what would you say that they fucked it up? Or how would you say that they fucked just it completely up? reinventing the whole zon- the the whole just completely reinventing the gameplay? The progression mm-hmm. in Black Ops 4 is fucked. Uh, like you can start out with like long guns in Black Ops 4. Oh wait, oh, oh and oh, yeah. and in Cold oh, okay, War. Yeah, I heard about that. Fucking reason. I don't know why they're insistent on putting multiplayer mechanics into zombies. The point of zombies is that it's not multiplayer. Is that it is fucking sur- co-op survival. That's what it is. Don't fucking put that shit in my zombies mode, please. Ah, but some people will, will fucking enjoy it and will eat that shit up. Dur- okay, dur- uh, Die Machina, with... huh? Oh, well, didn't they do that with Cold War? Now you can yes. actually Yes, that's why, that's why I fucking hate Cold War zombies. I fucking oh. hate it. I played Daimashina like three times and I said this is the most unoriginal, uninspired zombies map and it's so fucking boring. Like, launch zombies maps have consistently been fire. Nocturne and Toten for World at War, revolutionary because it was mm-hmm. the very first one. Kino de Toten, five. Those maps, all incredibly memorable. Fire. Fucking uh, uh, fire. Transit. I know a lot of people don't like Transit, but people remember it because it sucked. They're, they had Town, that was good. All right, Shadows of Evil. One of the most underrated zombies maps because people hated on that shit so much back when it came out. Oh, but now everyone loves Shadows of Evil. That shit was underrated for the longest time. Fucking mm-hmm. Black Ops 4. What did we come out with? Oh, we've got fucking Voyage of the Dead and we've got Nine and we've got uh, fucking, oh my God, what was it? Classified. That's what they had. And Blood of the Dead. You got four zombies maps and only one of them was good. Two of them, mm-hmm. uh, one of them, one of them was good. One of them was mid. Two of them were completely trash. Like, Black Ops 4 just completely reinvented the zombies' uh, gameplay systems as we know them in a bad way. When it didn't need to. Yes. 
ah, we've got to make sure that players are using more than just your four crutch perks, you know. But people already <laughs> do that. <laughs> no matter no matter what you do. You people were using Deadshot Daiquiri find... when that was the worst perk in the fucking game. People were still using that shit. People, people settled for Deadshot? Pe are you talking about like in Black Ops Four? Dude, people were using Deadshot in like Black Ops One, Two, and Three, and not and, and okay, not complaining yeah. about it. People were using that shit. Ah, yeah. But uh, I'm Jason Blundell. We have to make sure that that players are using the perks. You want to know what the fuck is so fucking disappointing about Black Ops Four? About Black Ops Cold War Zombies, right? Is for Black Ops Four. The whole main selling point of Black of Black Ops Four Zombies was we are going to conclude the Ether storyline with four maps. Those four maps being. Uh, uh, being uh, classified, Blood of the Dead, Alpha Omega, and Tog the Toten. Alpha Omega fucking sucks. Blood of the Dead fucking sucks. Classified is pretty average. It's pretty good because it's five, but better. And then Tog the Toten, I think, was a bit underrated. Mm -hmm. But then they had four other maps that were that were a completely different story. You had Voyage of the Dead. That map fucking sucks. Nine, which is one of the best zombies maps I've ever played. Dead of the Night, which I think is underrated. And then fucking um. Oh my God, the last. The last map, I can't remember what the what the what the fourth one is called because it was so fucking forgettable. <laughs> but it was like they had this whole another storyline, and now it's just going nowhere because for Cold War zombies, Treyarch for some fucking reason decided to go back to the classic storyline when that shit was already tied the fuck well, up it's all in a completely new bow. Ah, but Samantha's in the eighties, and we're gonna put the characters from the campaign in it, and we're not gonna have any more uh, a completely set characters with personality and voices. You're just gonna play as your multiplayer character. Ooh, fucking weed, Treyarch. I hope somebody got fucking fired for that one. That shit sucks. That's absurd. Oh, that yeah, you play as your absurd. operator. You don't play as a character. You play as your fucking operator. There's, like, that... fucking division extraction points and shit. When the whole what? point of zombies is surviving what? until you what? until you die. Not that surviving... Not Yep. I have not kept up with Cold War just because like, I I played it when it came so out and I fucking deleted that shit. That game is fucking ass. It looked so uninteresting to me that I it just It looked didn't so good. It was supposed it. to be a bigger return to form than Modern Warfare. It's no. just Modern Warfare no. with older guns. That's all that it is. And it's got skill-based matchmaking too. I really don't care about skill-based matchmaking. A lot of people fucking hate it, but fuck off. I don't really care. But <laughs> I just think that the game itself is just not fun. The systems on their own are not fun. Even if it didn't have skill-based matchmaking, it would still be ass, all right? The last good Call of Duty came out six years ago. And that's saying something. And that is fucking saying something, because people hated Black Ops 3, because that was, like, the fucking... That was the second-to-last game with advanced movement. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Infinite Warfare? Even that game was pretty fucking Even that fun. Game was, you niggas were just haters. 100%, 100%. I had I the most fun playing Search and Destroy on Infinite Warfare than I had on any other Call of Duty up to that point. And since 110% then. 110% agree. Yeah. And I think Modern Warfare the, the only reason it got a bad rap was because of the fact that, oh, uh, uh, from the trailers, people were theorizing, oh, it's finally boots on the ground. And then they showed more gameplay and then showed that it wasn't. Oh, bad. It's trash. trash and guess what? Trash, the campaign trash. for Infinite Warfare is was pretty fucking good. Heat. It was fucking heat. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, Nintendo, hey. if y'all are still listening, if y'all could just put the, like the the plane combat from Infinite Warfare into like a new Star Fox game, that would that would sell like hotcakes. <laughs> just just saying. Hard. <laughs> just saying. I'm don't. I'm just uh, just saying. Like I don't. There. 
ah, oh, but it's in the future. It's like, fuck off, man. I hate it so much. They Would you rather they go back that. to World War II? They did, and no one fucking liked that game. They ain't ready for that, bro. For very good although fucking I will reason. Say, although I will say the, the zombies for uh, Infinite Warfare was kind of boring in, in my very opinion. True. But... Very true. There was only one good map. That's it. That was Zombies in Spaceland. And even that map was kind of mid. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seemed so cheesy. I but, think, you know, let me try to remember the names way. for that. I think there was there was Zombies in Spaceland. There was Raven the Redwoods, Shaolin Shuffle, uh, Attack of the Radioactive Thing, and Beast from Beyond. And the only you all know the most interesting thing about about those five maps hmm. was that they called back to to a, a Go, Call of Duty Ghost Extinction, hmm. and that mode was under fucking rated, under fucking, under fucking rated. It got put in ghosts and then it completely forgotten about. Yep, and, and then it gets one reference at the end of like the fifth season, the fifth map of Infinite Warfare Zombies. That's it. Man, it's like ghosts. people people over fucking hated Call of Duty so bad that they just made worse and worse and worse decisions trying to appeal to fans, and they just didn't. People fucking play Cold <sighs> War. People fucking play Modern Warfare. People, I, I, I like to think that the only reason people play Modern Warfare is one nostalgia and two Warzone. Yep. Yeah. I like to think those are the only two reasons. Because if it didn't have any of those things, that game would have fucking flopped. In my opinion, 100%. Cold War is the same fucking thing. Oh, let's bring back Alex Mason. Give him a different voice actor. Let's bring back Frank Woods. Got the same voice actor. Let's maybe not tie this game into into fucking Black Ops Two. Like, I am of the opinion that the black that the Black Ops series, which consists to this point of World at War, Black Ops One, Black Ops Two, Three, Four, and now Cold War. I'd mm-hmm. like to believe that the Black Ops series has one of the best stories, in, ongoing stories in Call of Duty history. All right, but the problem sure. is, but the problem is, it doesn't because World at War, Black Ops One and Two have a great three-game story, a great three-game story that constantly ties back into itself. Reznov mm-hmm. fucking appears in Black Ops Two. Reznov, yep. All right, fucking Reznov and the numbers; those fucking appear in Black Ops Two. Alex Mason and Frank Woods, central characters. Hudson, central character. Alright, Weaver not so much. I think that nigga died. And fucking Boomin died in Black Ops 1 too, but... Like, <sighs> Black Ops 3 had basically nothing to do with the Black Ops story. Black Ops 4 didn't have a story unless you listened to some fucking audio logs. Ooh, there's your campaign. Yeah, that, there's your fucking campaign. And the shit was, like, real convoluted and stupid about fucking clones of, like, Woods. That was, like, a clone of Woods that was fucking Mason's daughter. Uh, it was fucking stupid. A fucking <laughs> David Mason's daughter, I should say. Not, not, not Alex Mason, but, like... It's fucking stupid. It's like maybe if y'all would just 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 make a fucking game where we get to play as fucking David Mason and continue that motherfucker story because that shit is unresolved. Maybe if we can finally get some fucking closures to what happened at the end of Black Ops Two with its multiple endings, maybe we could understand. Ah, but we don't really know if if, if, if some of those endings of Black Ops Two are canon because there are elements of the Cortis Da ending in Black Ops Two that are in Black Ops Three. There are elements of the other ones that are in Black Ops Three. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm, the, I'm, the, from the from all the different endings, you still you still can't decide which one. Right. Ah, uh, but now we want to go back to the 1980s and have Ronald Reagan be like, "Gentlemen, please deliver the crack cocaine to the inner city neighborhoods. Ruin them, <laughs> please, gentlemen." It's like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Y'all can't just go back to putting historical figures in the game and make that shit look cool. All right, I don't give a fuck about your fucking conservative propaganda. Get the shit out of my face. 
<laughs> I just want to play a fun shooting game with an alternate history campaign that makes sense. And honestly, I haven't gotten that from any Call of Duty since Black Ops fucking 2. Alright? You want to know the best Call of Duty game that's come out since Black Ops 3? It was fucking Modern Warfare Remastered. That's the best one. And, and they that... even fucked that one up by putting in fucking microtransactions. <sighs> that shit disappointed game. me. Such a simple game. The best... Okay, I'm going to say this. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is the virtual fighter of fucking Call of Duty because it is simple. <laughs> it is it is, it is incredibly deep in that simplicity. That's what it is. And y'all went and had to fuck that up by putting in DLC microtransaction guns that were way more powerful than anything else in the base game. Fuck right off, Activision. Y'all don't fucking deserve this goddamn Call of Duty license anymore. Y'all don't deserve any license. Y'all buried Tony Hawk's games for fucking years and then decided to bank on nostalgia by reselling the first two games. By Where's fucking Tony Hawk's them. Underground? Where's that shit? That's like the best <laughs> Tony Hawk game ever released. I, I will I will die on that hill. That under that that Thug One and Thug Two are some of the best are, are the best skateboarding video games ever made. Besides like Skate One, besides uh, Skate Two and Skate Three, I'll say that. Man, it's like Activision. Uh, there's so much to say about Activision that I don't even know what to begin. Because really Activision's like... a fucking corporation, and corporations exist to make money, even if that means making occasionally boneheaded fucking decisions in the process of occasional. making that money. And occasional. Occasional. <laughs> occasional. <laughs> the only decision that they make is fucking... Oh. That's oh. very true. They, oh. Activision is not notoriously known for making good decisions. Uh, what a what a note to end the podcast on, you know. Yeah, the, the high one at that. <laughs> um, so basically, moral of the story: fuck capitalism. Capitalism sucks. I I that, well, thank fuck. you for coming to my fucking TED talk. <laughs> we we sat here for the two hours just to tell you, fuck capitalism. It's-